All right, we have survived. We fought our way into the new year. Um, believe it or not, I was just riding a scooter out there. It's like 60 degrees, I swear. The uh, And raining. And raining, but who cares? Which was, is like 70 degrees warmer than it was last week at this time. Exactly. Yeah, we've been through uh, we've been through a fucking shitstorm of different weather. And even though it's like 60 tonight, in the next two days, we're going to catch another 18 inches of snow. Right, 18 inches of snow and drop down in the single digits again. Yeah, we have a literal shit storm coming. Yeah, (laughs) that's what Dick Goddard said. He just showed a picture of shit and storm. The... uh, I don't. I never understood why they called the Cleveland Browns, but now I now do. Now we totally get it. It's uh, it's really heavy. <coughs> so we're looking and looking forward to that. I know. Uh, I dropped a podcast right after I went into voc- right went into vacation mode. So I was on the Amtrak going across America, which I do recommend to anybody. Um, turns out it is fun. So if you ever have the opportunity to go across America by train. Fucking do it! You mean it wasn't like Silver Streak movie? No, it was really cool. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, there was no uh, there was no racial tension or crash at the end. It was fine. The, uh, <laughs> no murder, no murder. There's no murder mystery, mystery on board. No. Oh, Tons of Amish though. On the whoa, train? Whoa, whoa. Really? That's not kosher. <laughs> well, Amish aren't Jewish. Hey, you're mixing your religion. <laughs> <laughs> so before I go into that, I'm going to give a roll call now that Johnny Chrome's done eating. Uh, <laughs> to my immediate left is Johnny Eaton got the choppers back in Johnny Chrome, <laughs> one and only To my left is Pete Hempling Oscar oh, Dustin Johnny Mack Steve Alford And your humble narrator Phil Waters as usual Yeah, uh, it was fun We went across country uh, We went from Chicago to Portland, Oregon On the Empire <laughs> Builder on Amtrak And uh, don't even think about doing it So everybody else on the train Minus... There's two sleeping cars. There's uh, and the sleeping cars have the little sleeper rooms, which is basically just two people, upper bunk and a lower bunk. Mm. And in the daytime, it's two seats looking at each other. No bathroom in your car. It's just this little cubicle. In fact, we measured it, and it's three foot six wide by six foot six long. Wow! And that's your house for two and a half days. People oh, that's not gym. the bathroom. That's the actual. Bunk. That's the room. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Damn. It's the size of this table. It's exactly. a five-gallon bucket. <laughs> and then you have a communal toilet. You have a, a a group bathroom and shower on the sleeper cars. But then they have what are called the bedrooms. The bedrooms are a really nice. Um, you can easily sit three or four people on the bench seat, and there's a jump seat as well. So it would be not a problem to put a family of five in that room. And then at nighttime, there's a bunk bed that comes down out of the ceiling, which could easily sleep one normal adult or two kids. And then the main bed, which is a full-size bed. So it's big enough for oh. two people quite easily. You have your own shitter and your own shower and your own sink. So that room is the <coughs> deluxe, deluxe, deluxe room. How big is the shitter in those? Big enough because the shitter is the shower. <laughs> so it's like a, it's like uh, a good RV yeah. where oh. the RV is the shitter <coughs> and the shower is the same mm-hmm. thing. And it's plenty big in there. I mean, it's there's no question about having enough space. I mean, any shower could be a shitter. That's true. And, in fact, if we have a, that's the next best thing to have in a bidet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, shit between your toes. Like Not a bad day. <laughs> I didn't have a bad day. I had a bidet. Mm-hmm. Just do what Kramer did. What's that? Put a garbage disposal in your shower. Oh, in your bottom of your shower. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, genius. <laughs> It's genius, Jerry. Uh, but this this salad was in the shower with you. <laughs> yes, it was. The uh, prepared the whole meal again. <laughs> the salad, oh no! Uh, going through North Dakota at, after we left uh, Minneapolis, the temperature dropped down to negative twenty four actual. Oh, not real feel, not wind chill. Actual negative twenty four. 
which unfortunately meant that our plumbing in our car froze up. We no longer uh, had the privilege of flushing. Uh, now I'm going to tell you guys. Look elk and moose that are like frozen to the ground. Streams <laughs> <laughs> of piss frozen to the ground. It's, it was was yeah, it one of those scenarios where you no longer there had the, the pleasure of flushing, yeah. but it didn't, pe- stop, it didn't stop people from pooping? So this is a problem. So I'm going to tell you, as a, as a human being that is always on a one-man campaign to eliminate half-acidness, you should... Anytime somebody says, oh, by the way, there's a problem with the plumbing, Mm. don't flush. If that person does not immediately give you the field expedient method of dealing with the situation that caused you to discover you Mm -hmm. can't flush, step in and get involved and be part of the solution, not part of the problem. Mm. If they know that your toilets aren't flushing, guess how they know that? They tried to flush them. Somebody flushed it. That's right. So... How did Uncle Phil fix this problem? How do you think you fl- So toilets in He happened Amtrak's, to have a gallon of antifreeze. Well, toilets in Amtrak's are very much like toilets on a space shuttle. I was thinking H. It's not like the old days where you, you, you hit the pedal and you can see the road under the tracks. Right. And your poop just goes out to wherever it goes. Okay, that's the way trains <laughs> the waterless ones. It's not, it's not an old pool. They are pressure <laughs> assist with an extremely low amount of water. They're like vacuum. They're like uh, they're essentially vacuum. pressure, yeah. yeah. And they're, they're a pressure kind of vessel. Stuff, yeah. When you press the button, you are triggering an air valve. It's basically an air relay for the people who are into pneumatics. You're triggering an air relay, and that's creating an overpressure situation. A little valve opens up in the bottom, a gate valve. A gate valve opens, and all the waste can go out using an absolute minimum of water. And I mean, it uses very little water. But when the system freezes up, all of these things are all vacuum-based relays. They're all vacuum-based switches. So when the system freezes up, uh, I what I did was I had my Gerber tool because I wasn't flying in a plane. <laughs> I was traveling by train. So I took apart the sink, which gives you access to the back of the toilet. And once I had access to the back of the toilet, I tried overriding the vacuum system. Go gadget pliers. Clink. That's exactly it. The toilet stopped working. My wife heard this. <laughs> like, well, okay, go fix it. Not again, Phil. Not again. Tired. Get those things away from me. Yeah. The last time your arm was blue. <laughs> so yeah, I went in there and I tried to bypass the system. So I tried to bypass the system. I was able to over. I was able to bypass our gate valve. So once I could bypass our gate valve, then our poop went down the toilet. Okay. So our poop went away. Yay, team! Who came up in the next room? Well, no, but then the idea is <laughs> the well, door door right. Yeah. And then what you do is you just turn your shower on. The shower's right above the toilet, and then flood the flood the toilet with right. water, and just you're, flush it. Yeah. You're flushing yeah. it. So our toilet, our our car began to get stinky. So the reason we were in the, bedroom, the reason we were in a bedroom is we were in the little tiny room, and it was the Christmas train, you know, Christmas Eve train. So it wasn't really heavily packed. People were at their relative's house already, so there weren't a lot of people on this train. I talked to the conductor. He's like, look, call Amtrak. If they can upgrade you, they'll upgrade you, but it's going to be expensive. We called Amtrak for $90. They upgraded us from the little closet room to the full-size bedroom. Nice. A little safety tip for you. Just like renting a car, don't rent the Cadillac. Rent the piece of shit and go for the upgrade. So So big fun. But I went to each of the other rooms and just told them. I said, hey, guys, just... Flood your toilet with water. If it's just, you know, if it's yellow, 
Just flooded, let it mellow. Well, yeah. no, just, just <laughs> let it mellow. The smell was getting a little thick. Yeah. The sm- it was smell. It's starting to smell real bad. Okay. Real like pee. <laughs> What's that? Starting to smell like pee. Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. It was starting <laughs> to smell like, like damn. Why did I eat that asparagus in the like, dining car? I was going to say that. <laughs> and you're on the train, so all you're doing is drinking. Steve would have said, this is nothing. Right. What smell? Ah, yeah, it's a good year. And the, uh, so basically just had everybody flood their toilets with their, their shower water, the people that had bedrooms. And then that just flooded everything into the drain, the floor drain. Smell went away, no problem. Life's good. But, uh, but yeah, that when they say the plumbing's shut off, the plumbing's fucking shut off. Mm-hmm. Now, to compensate for the plumbing being frozen, they tried to fight it by jacking the heat up in our car to maximum. Uh, it was worse. 85 degrees in oh. our car. Merritt and I had nothing on. The door that opens and closes to the hallway, the, oh, to the thing, open. we're like, fuck it, it's open. And we even had, they have a little uh, blind to, to keep people from seeing into your room uh, when your door is closed. We, we had the blind up, but the blind wasn't letting any air in because it's a cloth blind. So I was just like, screw it. We built a blanket fort out of our bed. <laughs> it looked like the equivalent of like a white sheet mosquito netting around our bed and then had the door open maximum because you can't open a window on a train these days. You can't? No. There's no vent. There's no fan. Because of the Indians or something? I guess. <laughs> Feather not die. Homeland Security, man. Homeland Security. Yeah. So that was the, the That's ridiculous. So it was fun. So that was the story of being on the train. But it was fun. It was fun to travel across America. It was fun to take a shit at 80 miles an hour. Um, <laughs> you haven't, look, you haven't done that before? In 85 degree temperature? Yeah, while looking out the window <laughs> at like South Dakota. <laughs> like, oh man, that's amazing. And dismantling the wall at the same time. Yeah, well... It, uh, you should get like a little monitor for your bathroom with just like the scenery going Just to make you feel by. the same? Yeah. And they are true. After two days and nine hours on the train, when you get off the train, the planet feels like it's moving. <laughs> so the train you, you get real used to the train. <clears throat> yeah, basically. Yeah, and the funny thing is, you're not allowed to wear slippers. Major safety briefings. Major, like they they basically yell at you, no slippers. If Why? you're moving out of your cabin, shoes. Turns out it's because of the transom areas between the two cars. Yeah. Oh, they Ma- get massive p- pinch points. I think little piggies didn't make it to market. Yeah. I have a feeling there's been it's like some flip flops on escalator. Exactly. Oh. Flip flops on escalator. Oh. Oh. Not only a bad job for the first aid crew, but a bad job for the cleaning staff. This as well. piggy became That's roast also beef. how they discovered the, how they came up with those machines that like cr- crush stuff. You ever see those? Oh god, those are horrifying. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what's going on inside of the the, the sill plate of an escalator. Yeah, an escalator. Yeah. Oh, that, those things are just horrifying, man. So as you guys know, that uh, I did get a rental car and I did get a Camaro. Did you buy the insurance? The Jim Camaro. Yes, the we did. Camaro. I did. And uh, oh, I'm we, gonna need it. We, yeah. <laughs> and uh, there was a massive ice storm in Portland the night before we arrived. Most of the roads were closed. Good car for it. We showed up, and when we showed up, we had to walk from the train station to the rental. Everybody in Mayfield is like cheering right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. The uh, when we showed up. The lady, there were four or five people ahead of us. It's a downtown Portland enterprise rental car place. And we could tell there was stress in the air. The people that worked there were having a bad fucking day. And as I just had signed in and filled out my form, expecting my shitbox 1000 or whatever, you know, they give you at the (laughs) level at which I paid. And uh, last time I did this, I got a Chinese BYD in in Costa Rica. Mm. So I was expecting slightly better than that in Portland. 
as the phone call comes in ahead of me, well, sir, is the car in the ditch or is it just off the road? Is there any way the car can be removed from the ditch without a wrecker? Because we have a guy here to pick it up. Well, there's about a three-hour wait on a wrecker right now, a four-hour wait on a wrecker. Turns out everybody in Portland's on the in the ditch right now. And Portland is ex- populated almost exclusively with Subarus. Of course. We have F-150s. They have Subarus. Right, and Subaru puts the worst possible tire on their car brand new. Yeah, and, from, the, from the factory. Everybody in Portland thinks that because they have a Subaru and they're surrounded <clears throat> by these mountain roads, that they can drive on ice no problem. Do they watch Portlandia? And oh, no. The, Portlandia is well. <laughs> that is not a farce. That is a documentary. <laughs> Portland, I can tell you I have fact-checked Portlandia. That shit is real. They put a bird on everything. Uh, they don't dick around there. Etsy, I was about to ask if your uh, Camaro had a bird on it. had a bird on it. Yeah, it had... Well, it had yeah. it, I, well, the funny <laughs> thing about Portland is a, a pimp yellow cor, uh, Camaro is the opposite of Portland spirit animal. Oh, yeah, yeah, I could see that. So when you would go down any street in Portland and you'd look down the street, it's all earth-colored Subarus. <gasps> Greens, oh, browns, dark yeah. silvers, nothing ostentatious. Right, all earth tones, with stickers about you know how many trees they hug or whatever. Yeah, Obama stickers, the whole thing, the whole way down the road, and then you see this flash of arrogance, this this like the living embodiment of a douchebag. You see, you see Cleveland drive down the road. I, no, we called it the Jersey Shore. It was like, and we anytime we would pull into anywhere and have to get valet parked because there's no parking in Portland. Forget it. Portland is at 300% capacity. You can't park anywhere in that city. So everywhere you go, it's valet or nothing. And so you pull up to the va- in the valet, and you watch a 19-year-old's eyes light up because this poor prick has only driven Subarus <laughs> for the past three years. He's looking at it trying to talk to Bumblebee. Is that you? Get <laughs> me out of here. Bumblebee, Please. are you in there? Reveal yourself to me. <laughs> I'm sure this was it a V6. Yeah. It was a 3.8 liter V6, and I will tell you, for any people who get sick yeah. of me bashing Camaros <coughs> in this program, it had some fucking go. It really? had plenty of go. There was no, there was more car than I am driver. I'm happy to admit that. Well, you know what? It's also you you let these valets balls drop finally. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> they were all like fighting for the key. You've yeah. grown accustomed to driving pows. I mean. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, or would that be it, pow? It, it's pow. Pow, pow plural. Pow. Just it's put the number after it. <laughs> Have some fun, son. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and it's and it was fun, but all the roads were closed because of the ice. So my wife and I just don't ever. You guys have all been with me. A road closed sign just means what? Drive faster. Better challenge accepted. Yeah. Less, <laughs> less competitors. You know, so it's, but yeah, I did, and I got yelled at by the state trooper because uh, apparently, chain when they tell when they stop everybody to put chains on, they mean yellow Camaros too. And uh, I thought these tires, the car's got twenty six hundred miles on it. These tires are like new. Oh, I forgot they do chains there. They love chains there. Yeah. It's an event. They all get they put on their chain. They put on their chain so installing jackets with chains. And yeah. they're still in the ditches. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> yeah. Right. Every eighteen wow. wheeler pulls over, and it's like a fucking Macy's Day parade of tire chains. The they chain pull gang. over. It's chain yeah. gang. Oh, right. they love it. And a mile or two out of the city, going down the Columbia Gorge, you know, you get a little bit of elevation, so there's a little bit of snow. 
And then you get a little bit of snow on the actual road. You're like, you know, but we like driving in the snow in Ohio, especially rear-wheel drive cars. You, you go with the float. You know, it's kind of fun. Then we get to the point where there's two or three inches of snow on the road. And that's when you back out of the pedal a little bit, hold it at like 50, and get that good float speed. I like setting the cruise control and just... Plus down, plus down. Just my, minor cunt hair adjustments. Well, we noticed it was like the occasional truck pulling over to chain up. And they weren't just chaining up the drive wheels. They were chaining up all of the wheels, which is psychotic. To me, that means you had better be going through the Alps. But we've all seen the video yes, of the truck. The on trailer? What looks, what looks like wet ground and the whole thing just going... Yeah. The trailer takes... A, they do have a lot of hills, don't they? Yes. Well, you're going yeah. into the mountains. Yeah. So, hills. You're going to need so. chains tomorrow around here. I think maybe. <laughs> and it was... Uh, but they don't use salt there. Or you're going to need a change of underwear. So there's grit chains. <laughs> chains of underwear. Oh, so they just use grit. They don't use salt, which is nice. The cars last a lot longer. You can actually see like an 86 Honda Civic being driven every day. And once Pennsylvania was a lot of cinders. Like cinders. cinders. Yeah, these are just little grits. They're like Yeah, that's if, if you've never driven on them, yeah. anybody, that's... Once the snow is over, once they once it's not storming, yeah. it actually creates a fairly decent this driving really surface. Nice. I mean, yeah. I've driven a semi truck at eighty plus mile an hour mm-hmm. across the Upper Peninsula yeah. of Michigan on ice. I was railing that have, around. You it have plenty of traction because the cinders just kind of yeah. create a road surface. A on road top of the over ice. top of the ice. Yeah, yeah. works great. That here fill in the potholes. So that doesn't help melt the ice. It's, it's just it's uh, for traction yeah. on the yeah. thing. Yeah, oh, okay. traction yeah. only. Well, that makes yeah. sense. It, it embeds basically huh. tiny stones. It's little there. stones right. this big, you know, bigger than you know two three millimeters. Huh. Yep. And they're everywhere. Uh, as motorcyclists, of course, after they use yeah. those, they're everywhere. So yeah. they, you know, in Germany they call it roll spit, but uh, you know, different. What's that in German? Uh, in PA, there was an un- <laughs> unending supply of cinders because exactly. of a steel mill right oh, yeah. back there. It was like, oh, you, just you'll like take in Cleveland, there's an unending supply of salt. salt. Yeah, right. you they also, what you got. They used to make cars here, so right. salt. One hand washed the, the other. Car Literally, car support the. I was the talking air. to some guy that said there's a huge crack forming in like one of the tunnels. They really they were told that it's in, like miles under, under miles under us right now. Yeah, and it's leaking. Like, Really? It's the, like the, the whole lake, lake is leaking could, into it? The lake is leaking into that oh, it's, it's flooded before. I just need to no, get about this is like a six fault, more inches like of my dock then or something. Oh. In, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The guy's like, we're scared to go down there. I'm just saying, no, no thanks, man. <laughs> I got to meet, I went to all the motorcycle shops. I went to what I'm convinced is the biggest Ural dealer in America. They sell 35, 40 Urals a year. And they're still in business? Portland probably is one of the closest ones geographically, too. (laughs) Well, I mean, Urals come out of Seattle. Like, that's their home. So uh, I did meet uh, a salesman and a couple of Ural enthusiasts up there. And uh, they, man, they they just love them. They absolutely love them. There's, and. You're all going to (laughs) die. You're all. Yeah, man. How long did the ice storm last? Was it just a day or two? It was a couple of days. Okay. It was a couple of days. When I got there, we had a B&B on on the top of the hill that overlooks the city, and we couldn't get to the B&B. Not because we had got up to the point where the road was clogged with Subarus. And the road was literally clogged with Subarus (laughs) that had slid backwards into each other. (laughs) And... We had made it up with the Camaro. Because, you know, it's anybody who drives in the ice and the snow knows when, you, when it's straight, you fucking go. And then you deal with the situation to get through the turn as you're slowing. <coughs> Meaning you drift. When you run out of inertia, you should be pointing in the next direction and you haul ass again. You know, and it's just a series of straights. And uh, there were only a couple of times where the 
you're going to have a crash system activated just before my wife's. You're going to have a crash system activated, which I kept waiting to hear her door open. Traction control does nothing and ABS brakes does nothing when you are four wheel locked at 15 miles an hour pointing down a hill into yeah, traffic. You're done. There is nothing. There's nothing you can do. And There's I just no said, pumping of the brakes. No. And it's none, and all of those things didn't work, so I just aimed her hard to port, stepped on the gas, spun it, spun it around backways, and put it in a guy's driveway. So I just put it in a guy's driveway backwards, which is fine, because the driveways are flat, even though the road's not. And so Merritt was like... It took a little bit of rocking to get it out of the guy's driveway. I'm not going to say, like, I just <laughs> fucking Starsky yeah. and hutched that shit in there. It wasn't like night riding. Um, no, I mean, it went in there a little akimbo. You know, one of the wheels might have been in the air. and But it took a little rocking, but then I got it out and was able to get the rest of the hill in a more safe We call that snow brakes. It really is snow brakes. I mean, that's what it, Basically, it's like, aim for the deep shit. Yeah. <laughs> just beach it. Just beach it. Yeah. yeah. You know aim what? Something soft. All yeah, that plastic shit on the front's insured anyway, so... <laughs> But it was fun. But I did get to meet a lot of motorcycle people up there. I got to go to a lot of cool motorcycle shops. Um, it rains. So Seattle will tell you that it doesn't rain 90% of the time. It's cloudy and miserable 90% of the time. But it actually rains less than it does in a lot of other cities. It's just, they call them empty clouds. But they'll still make you put a shotgun in your mouth. So enough for me. Right? Dreariness. Yeah, it's dreary. But Seattle seems to be. Yeah, Seattle's a really beautiful place to live, though. The city's well thought out. They have a monorail. That's pretty cool. A functioning, usable monorail. Reminds me of that Simpsons episode. It's a one mile monorail, but the one mile it covers is a mile I walked four or five times before I discovered the monorail. So then I started using the monorail. (laughs) So now you know why it's there. So we know why that fucking monorail's there. (laughs) They don't have have an Art Deco ferry anymore. No, they don't. They did kill it. Yeah, they did. That's a shame. And there is. but it is respected there. So when you, what is the Kalakala? Kalakala. Kalakala, yeah, all right. Uh, Caligula? Caligula. Different ferry. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but that was the Art Deco ferry that was heavily featured at the 1962 World's Fair, even though it was built years prior to that. But it was a super Art Deco cool ferry boat. And uh, when you're up there on virtually any ferry, and up in the Puget Sound, there's ferries for every damn thing. Hold on. I think that I think it's a law that every ferry has to have a picture of that boat in it to respect or to honor the fact that it was such a cool oh thing. Yeah, yeah, they cut it all apart. But it appears in a lot of artwork, and it's very iconic to the city. Same I don't ones think see your point. What's that? Just like the ones that see your exactly. Point. Yeah, right. Yeah, still yeah. melting. Yeah, that's. Uh, but really, uh, the big talk up there. Of course, everybody is all fired up about the bikes that are coming out this season, the 2018s. And if if the rest of America or the rest of the marketing departments for the motorcycle companies haven't figured it out yet, people at least are pretending to be very interested in 300 to 400 cc motorcycles. Hmm. Whether or not it's going to turn into people actually buying bikes, everyone's pretending to be very interested in them. I mean, everybody I talk to in that part of the world, um, I agree. They're into it. These are bikes that are huge markets in other parts of the world, mm-hmm. and it's kind of a natural that some people, especially in cities like an overpopulated city like Portland, right. they'd be like, "Yeah, bring me this. I don't need a the big Harley or a Hayabusa or a BMW or whatever the to ride around Portland." Back. 
Sure seems like it. You know, you used to have, like, in the 70s, you had the CB350, yeah. you had uh, CB350, 250 <clears throat> glass. You know. It certainly seems like it. Everybody had one. Um, have you guys looked around to figure out, like, we're going to be going to the show in a couple of weeks. What's the thing you're going to be most interested to see in the flesh? BMW's new F-Series. They went from, they totally redesigned the F-800. Okay. It's now an F-850. Oh, okay. Um, got tubeless wheels now totally redesigned motor are they uh, alloys or are they uh spokes still they are spoked they're okay but they're, they're tubeless spokes. bmw laces outside spokes run. To the, yeah yeah outside run outside spokes. where the yep mm-hmm. <clears throat> which is genius in my opinion oh yeah mm-hmm. you get the benefits of the spoke wheel with the, also the benefits of a tubeless wheel. i totally agree yeah i think the bmw has been doing it right for a long time in that that <clears throat> category could you describe that a little bit for people who might not exactly know yeah what for podcast listeners who um who have seen motorcycle in their life the spokes generally go into the middle of the, the rim so you see the rim and in the middle of the rim in the channel of the rim so to speak that's where the spokes go into. In that's drop. where you have your nipples. And that's where mm. the nipples go. And basically the nipples are a device which was invented for tightening a spoke to the break of point of braking or letting air out. Mm. So a nipple has two jobs in life, rounding off and letting air out. <laughs> basically what nipples do. And the uh, the, den- the nipples. Out. Unless, unless the you're visual, a man, then they're don't useless. Don't forget emptying your wallet. <laughs> the visual. It has taste of but what BMW did that was really clever is they took a standard <coughs> wheel, and then rather than putting a uh, rather than putting spars in the wheels, sp- spokes in the wheel, big ass metal spokes, they ran traditional lace wheel spokes to the exterior dimensions. So the exterior shoulders of the rim have outside where the beach seats. Outside where the be- outside on the far outside, and just. Brilliant because it, it aren't they also backwards? Aren't the nipples also at the hub? Spokes go in, and then no, the nipples no. are still on. Yeah, the nipples are still. No, on. Yet. We had one here until they, a minute ago. I think they're at the hub. Yeah, I want to say there's a Torx nipple on the at the top. At the top, and you, you spin can it. drive it from That's the outside. Exactly though. right. That's exactly right. That's what's on my big yep. BMW. And it's the same with the Moto Guzzi Gritos. Um, that's you know that whole idea of the externally uh, laced spokes. Everybody has their own opinion regarding spokes versus um, cast wheels. <clears throat> or tube uh, versus tubeless. Or tube versus tube, <laughs> exactly. There's, I mean, I completely understand everybody's opinion. Yeah, I like tubeless, but it'd be nice to have... Well, that's the best of both worlds, then, because you have spokes If you did a tubeless tires. rim on an adventure bike off-road somewhere, there's a chance that the the bead's not going to seat where you dented it, and it's right. not going to hold air anymore, then you've right. got to put a tube in it. Then you're going to have to use a tube anyway. So yep. it's the same amount of work, though. It's exactly the same. Yeah, having a tube yeah. tire. Yep. And that's why I've kind so of... So I'd rather have tubeless. No, I don't think yeah. so. Because I can just stick my... Th- yeah. I'm done. Right. Plug it and you're done. For most type of applications, plug it and you're done. Uh, but The other benefit to the <laughs> spokes being on the... Um, I plugged it in. I'm on the hook for at least 18 years. <laughs> the wheel stronger because you're, you're torsional. You're loading it from the side. Mm-hmm. You're supporting the, the the wheel at the mm-hmm. sides rather than supporting it on the center channel. And I have seen spokes oh. crack and rip out the center channel. That's Yeah, I mean, we've seen it. Um, corrosion also can mm-hmm. be a factor there too. Whereas the BMW <clears throat> seems to distribute the load on, on, and it's not just BMW. Uh, you know that Benelli for their last series of sport bikes, decided it would look sexy to have these nice uh, lace wheels. 
So in Benelli's last run of uh, big big leader class bikes, they did a spoked rim as well. So it's cool. Uh, talking about the, the small bikes that are coming out, Benelli is doing a 300 cc's give or take copy of the Ducati Diavel. And I put it on the uh, Facebook page today for people that were looking to see what you know to see what our our podcast was about. And you can tell it's definitely a Diavel on a weight loss program, but it is a twin cylinder Chinese made Benelli. And so Pete and I saw the Chinese made Benellis at the uh, AIM show. Mm-hmm. At the AIM show, is that the tornado? And is that the? Is that it? No, no. This that's the Enduro. Okay. Yeah, that's the Enduro. Um, Benelli's got two ones coming out. They're not scheduled for the U.S. market at the moment. They're for the European market. One of them looks like a Royal Enfield, which is being built to compete with the Royal Enfield. And that's a Tornado 400. That's actually been around for a while. <coughs> and uh, the these two bikes that are uh, being launched are straight Chinese. I mean, they're straight Chinese stuff. And the ones that Pete and I saw, the welds on them looked fucking awful. So that's what uh, I thought when I looked at the website. Mm-hmm. They have a picture, like you can see the welds in them, and the welds the look like they're, they're like gloppy weld, like they're gloppy welds. It, it looked like it was made out of rebar and it hammered did. with a sledgehammer. It, it did. did. It, it looked. It was. It was one of the worst carburetor and a coat hanger. That's what yeah. you get. Yeah, it was one of the worst <laughs> welding jobs I've ever seen on a production vehicle too. It wasn't like this was some prototype that we might see in a couple of years. Or a custom job that somebody made in their garage. Fabric cobbled in their garage. Or welded mm-hmm. something on you know, a hardtail onto something. Yeah, this was a I was, factory made. Man, it was very. It was a big letdown to see what the uh, what Benelli was allowing to pass for quality control <laughs> out of their factory. That's their their clone of a Diavel. Oh, okay. So oh, okay. It's basically mm. a black, a black stealthy bike. Yeah, you're right. It kind of looks like you that. know, and uh, it's designed mm-hmm. to be like a. It's kind of ugly. It's kind of the same way I feel about the Diavel. It does not know whether it's a cruiser or a standard or. or is, is there a price range or any? These bikes are talking all about in the forty five hundred dollar price range. Yeah. <clears throat> I could see where that could be tempting to some. Sure, right? absolutely. Yeah. And the name, and the name Benelli doing. suggests. Italian craftsmanship. Or like you had a Bonelli mini bike when you were a kid. When I hear the name Bonelli, I this think of a moped. That's the Imperial. Yeah, the Imperial. 50cc mini Holy bike that was kind of like a Honda 50, you know, when I was a kid. Well, and our favorite. That is a Royal Enfield. Well, and our favorite <laughs> manufacturer, <laughs> Chang Jang, has decided that the 750 was just too much power. No. So, <laughs> Chang Jang is introducing a plunger. Suspended. I don't know what the fuck it is, but it's a, a four hundred. So Chang Jang is cut down on the rattles. Yeah, there's half as many because it's a single <laughs> yeah. cylinder. So uh, yeah, so Chang Jang is basically also taking like, and that's a dead ripoff of a Royal Enfield G5 yeah. if ever I saw one. I mean, a B5. Well, one thing I read on it was that they plan on competing with Royal. Enfield. That was their whole in thing India. is they want to compete in India. In India with Royal Enfield. <clears throat> With a Chinese-made bike. The C5s are the ones that look good, right? The C5s are the classic, the vintage classic-looking bikes. And the B5 was the more actual, factual, close to what you actually would get for 40 years in India. The G5 was the first of our fuel-injected bikes, and it had it had a kind of a, a roadster appearance. The first G5s, I actually really loved the first G5s. I thought the frame size was perfect. The frame felt really good underneath you, and it had the bigger wheels. So it ran 19-inch on the front, and it felt it just felt good to ride it. 
And then when the C5 came out, the C5 had the smaller wheels, and everything on the C5, which is the more retro vintage-looking Royal Enfield, everything on that bike felt like they'd squished the whole bike down to accommodate a 5'2 or a female entry-level rider. So the G5... Or your average Indian man. Well, uh, yeah. And, and they wanted that retro, retro look. And they gave up. And I think they, they had an early 60s look with the G5 and the B5. And then they went to the C5 and went for this, like, 1953 look. And they nailed I like it. the way they look, oh, but it's look a 5.6 scale bike. Right. So. It's, <laughs> exactly. It's a 5.6 <clears throat> scale bike. And every it's a single, my first motorcycle. Yeah. And every single one of my ridden at anything over 70 miles an hour, they do feel like they're going to leave you at any moment. Mm-hmm. And there's just this stunning feeling of, like, we really shouldn't be doing this. And whereas the G5, I had, we brought, I'd run that G5 at 80, 85 miles an hour all the time. And I know what you're laughing about. What? <laughs> we really shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> well, we had that feeling before. We had that feeling. <laughs> it wasn't with the motorcycle. <laughs> no, I was thinking that, that that's 10 miles faster than the Ural. <laughs> right. The Ural reaches that point 10 miles an hour earlier. Right. So Chang Jang coming out with a single cylinder that's, that's so be 50 such miles a throwback. <laughs> Well, it's such a throwback, too, that it has these vertical um, plunger shocks. I mean, they're using something on a brand-new motorcycle that was considered outdated 60 years ago. Yeah, like a Slash 3. Or... Like a Harley Springer. Uh, the, yeah, so it is interesting to see, and it does, like that, it does look like a Slash 3. Yeah, like a 51. It does. It has a lot of that look. Uh, I'm hoping that all the BMWs will be represented because they're 310 series. <coughs> all just, hey, they're fantastic. Out a new small bike, yeah. Yep, a and theirs are price competitive. I think those are 5500 bucks or something. I thought they were below five. Mm. Okay, they're right around. Let's just Even say better. Five, yeah, yeah. The Even new, better if they are. The new Duke should be there. Yep. <coughs> and that's gonna. That's the 310. Or is that that? No, the six nine six ninety six ninety six ninety. BMWs are 310s. Yeah, BMWs are 310s. The baby Dukes are 310s, and then the six ninety Duke will be out. So yeah, what did Zero do this year? Zero's, they've increased their battery a lot, and they've increased their charging speed a lot. So the big thing with Zero's pushing is that rather than <clears throat> have the argument or using techno-speak when you're trying to talk to a customer, they've entered a whole new realm of techno-speak, which I like to call answer a question with a question. How long does this take to charge? How long do you want it to take to and charge? I, I, I shit you not. That's, I think that quote is actually in their training video. Um, how, what's the range on this bike? How far do you need it to go? Yeah. Uh, it's. I don't approve of that. I think that you just tell them what it is. Is Chuck going to be here for the show? Well, I don't know. I think that uh, Chuck told me they did something really cool down in Columbus, and they uh, Columbus just had their big boat show, like their sportsman show. Yeah. And I can't, I can't recall whether it was an RV show or a boat show or an RV slash boat show. But they set up a booth at the RV slash boat show and had a fantastic time. Well, I would think so. That it would be a perfect bike. Guess where I'm going to be. <laughs> yeah. BMW 310. How much? 4700. 4700. 4750, including ABS. See? Fantastic. Is I mean, that that's Yen? fantastic. I mean, uh-huh. uh, what do they call it? The Yuan? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's in Rand. Uh, the... So I think we might do that. I think it'll be the first time we participate in a boat and or motorhome show. Uh, Isn't that this weekend? No, I thought it, I thought it was usually the weekend after the motorcycle show. I just heard no, it's it's this weekend. no, that's the home yeah. show. RV shows this weekend. So yeah. when's the boat show? The boat next show is next weekend. Next weekend. I want to call him about the boat show. Yeah, the home and garden show is the weekend after. Because I might be inclined to take my Versa hauler 
out there and set the Versa Hall up with a bike on the Versa Hall. And, you know, mm-hmm. hey, guys. And Chuck's, I'll help out at that show. Chuck said they rode the bikes all around the convention center. Because at the oh, motorcycle show, yeah, at the motorcycle yeah. show, there's people to tell you not to do things, right. right? Because you're just one of a million swinging dicks. But at the boat show, you're the novelty act there. And he said right. they just rode them all over the place, and every twenty or thirty minutes, they just take one for a little spin, five miles an hour, just go real quiet through the place, and people are like, oh my god, that's running. Go roll over and see the ski. Uh, Water skiing squirrel. Fuck yeah. I just came here to see the lob the I just came here to see the water skiing squirrel. That's all I wanted. Just a little twiggy on the little the poor tortured squirrel. Yeah, oh I'm not riding my motorcycle. My friend pushed me and I'm just coasting. Oh, we're just coasting. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, I, but Zero does. They've increased the battery size on all their bikes <clears> and they've also um, gone to a different charging format and they have decreased the charging time. On all their bikes. Yeah, they're not using electricity anymore? <laughs> well, they're still using electricity. <laughs> you, get, you, get, you get a proton pack with it. Yeah. it's That's the one. I, I think that, I mean, as we're doing more and more with electrics. coal on the top of the tank. Well, yeah, the Mr. Reactor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Mr. Reactor. Just throw whatever you want. Mr. Fusion. Mr. Fusion, yeah. Flush capacitor. Anything would work fine, so. But... I really do. I'm, I want to see the new. I want to see the little versus. I see what that's all about. Now we understand most of these bikes are going to be manufactured in China. China. What's the three hundred? Everything. No, Thailand. Versus, yeah. is the versus the <laughs> three. The one they had last yeah, the three hundred. Yeah. I bet you that's made in Thailand. You know, I can't imagine it's made in Japan. No. Because the manufacturing costs are too high. high. Yep. So. Just for an economy of scale, and if you're going to sell these bikes at the sub-5K number, even a BMW, you know that motor's got to be coming. If not, the whole bike's got to be coming straight out of Kimco. You know, something they have a relationship with already that they can exploit. Isn't necessarily a bad thing. It it can be a great thing, you know. But the risk is there. What's that? The risk is there. The risk is there. That's exactly right. And. You, it's, it really does turn into let the let the buyer beware. Yeah. Because don't come down the road and tell me that your uh, that your brother's CSC two hundred and fifty is going to be in the same category at relatively the same price point. Because now I think I saw they're thirty nine ninety nine. So for thirty nine ninety nine, you can have a California scooter company, the bike we rode, or you can have for seven hundred and fifty dollars more an actual BMW. With ABS. Damn. Fuck me, man. For $750, I know which line I'm getting it. Plus the support across the country. If you were to use it to go anyplace. What's that? Is that your brother's bike? Yeah. Why is it in so many pieces? Exactly. That looks like a very important part on the floor. (laughs) Why is the whole back of his bike falling? Apparently there was no... uh, Bearing in the swing arm? No bearing, no bushing, no grease fitting, Uh, nothing. In the swing arm? Yeah. So it's a known problem on those things, so he's got to... I guess it would be a known problem. You'd certainly know that. You'd fucking know about it, wouldn't you? (laughs) So when they built the bike and they engineered the bike in China, they thought, these aren't going to be on the road long enough for anybody to detect that there isn't a bushing. The engine won't last long. I'm not worried about that bushing, man. It's like disposable. Yeah. But I mean, the idea of having so is there literally just a hole in the middle of the pipe going it. through it? I don't know what he's doing to it. He's, it's yeah, Jesus Christ. I, I really have black pipe. I've had other vehicles that were manufactured the same way. 
and they all said Red Rider on the side, and they were mm-hmm. rated for speeds up to like 12 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, that, that's fine. That's that's what those little uh, Chinese made mini bikes like the the Farm and Fleet sell. Yeah, that's the way they are. I mean, they, they have suspension, yeah, right. but it's not. It's okay. it's metal on metal, and it's not you know, rated for it's anything. A metal as soon plug as the hole starts to egg shape, you know, you're, you're getting out the grinder and the washers, and it's got that automatic <laughs> chain adjuster, so the chain's tighter on the top than it is on the bottom. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, Mecklefresh, you got anything you're thinking about looking at? For that, for this motorcycle show, I just did it because you just blew uh-huh. your mouth. Yeah, no, I, 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 well, <laughs> well, well, fact, no. I thought I was gonna maybe look at some of the popcorn that was there. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. they have good kettle corn. They have good kettle corn. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I don't even know. You know, I'm just gonna go check it out like I do every year. I'm not. I don't have any money in my pocket burning all. I'm not planning on buying a bike anytime soon. Everything that we're gonna have in the booth. So our booth is going to be 18 bikes. Our booth is going to play by to rules um, because I have been now been contacted with much enthusiasm. I've had both hands slapped. They remember us. They're on to you. They're on to us. It took seven years, but they're <clears throat> on to us. Uh, they're on to us. And, uh, <laughs> and in fact, I think a podcast listener may have called somebody, uh, but mm. it doesn't matter. So they said that all the vehicles we have in the booth will be over 25 years old. Right. <laughs> or they will flatly be re- refused permission to enter the show. Which we can do. No. Finding 18, 25-year-old vehicles around here is all we need to do is swing your head in both directions. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I do strongly encourage everybody to bring their vehicles, and I'm going to further encourage you to put a for sale sign on them. Because what a great way to see 45,000 people that are interested in motorcycles. That's true. Chris Smith is not going to have an option. I'm going to steal both Chris Smith's bikes out of his garage and take them. I have over a GS550 there. Suzuki that needs you to be there. You have to steal them out of his garage. <clears throat> no, they're in, they're in his garage. One was sitting right here. I made him pick them up. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were just here. They were here too much. They were here all summer, and I can't have Chris Smith having his bikes here all summer. Come on, Chris, ride. He's got bikes. He can ride them. I mean, if you'll just store bikes for like that, I got a lot of bikes. I can well, me too. Do. Right, exactly. So that's exactly it. If I have to build a big garage, so should everybody. The, uh, the, but I do want to have 18 bikes there. So the guys who do the motorcycle build-off, the biker build-off, $75 for you, paid by you, to put your bike in their show so it can be judged by the other builders, and you get your bike in the little middle of the aisle with a little metal ring around it. Mm-hmm. You do get a T-shirt. At the end of the event, you will probably get a plaque, or in one case, we got a serving tray that was real nice, like serve beers on it kind of thing. Um, 75 bucks buys you that, and then they charge you, um, then, then you know, 70, you might win a trophy. <laughs> now, there are people that do this show, the whole circuit. So, like, there are dudes that have built custom bikes that, like, they got pissed off at the Cleveland show because Jesse's bike beat them because they won the last three shows. They think they should have won Cleveland, too. You know, whatever. So there is some kind of debating going on. The it is a judge is, is it show. A people's choice, or it's there is a, a people's choice category. So there's first, second, third place in people's choice, in I think three or four categories. And then they have some categories established, but then they look at what bikes are there, and they'll fine tune the categories when you get there. They may move your bike. Like one of my Enfields got moved from 
a classic to a resto mod one year just because they needed to build up the categories. Right. So that's just how they do it. It's I, like, their system. Uh, I like that BMW that they, was there a couple years ago. Which one? The, it was like an old the, R60 or something. The blue one or the, the blue one? Yeah, the blue one. Squirt Squirt that's Jesse's that, bike. Yeah. He took like a $900 bike. That was nice. That, that was, it was nice looking. Yeah, that was just a, shaved everything that was clean. My favorite. Beautiful, beautiful bike. So uh, I know Luke is putting James's chalkboard sidecar rig, Vespa, in the show because last year there was actually a drift trike in the show. Huh. One of those ones that has a little Chinese motor yeah. on the back and you know a little hard wheels. Jeez. So there was a drift trike in the show. So and uh, Luke was like, I went to all this trouble and worked on this bike because he built that mobile that uh, Kawasaki nice. he built. Yeah, it was it was beautiful. Nice. And he's like, and this guy just shows up with like a big wheel. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so he's like, well, so we talked about it here at the shop, and James didn't want to let him put the, the bike in the show. I want to let him put this bike in the show because I want to see him deal with a sidecar. Because I know those little ovals they put out aren't big enough for a sidecar. Right. So the put wheel will have to be like up on the side. Two ovals right. Right. It'll be That's interesting. True. Yeah. It'll be like an infinity. I want to, yeah, I want to the sidecars judged yeah. separately. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, and it's a chalk vehicle. Mm. So, so you got to leave a pile of chalk around oh, it. Oh, fuck yeah. Absolutely. I wonder how many dicks are going to be driving. A million dicks. dicks. The first idea was to put the bowl of chalk out and just let people molest it, and then every night just wipe it down. But then the other idea was to have Dan uh, Watson's wife, who does all the chalkboards for Porco, do some really cool chalk art on it to make it nice and then hands off. Because you know everybody's going to reach out and be like, is it really chalk? So there'll be a bunch of little solitary things. Kevin Sand. Kevin's sand oh, yeah. uh, structure around his uh, van. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But everybody kept on walking, walking through it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you expect? You make everything artistic like that. The uh, But, yeah, I'm excited. I think there's going to be some really, really cool... It's not cool. an art-loving crowd. What's that? It's not an art-loving crowd down there. No, it is oh. not an art-loving crowd down there. We're Give me the beef jerky and the chicken catchers. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get my belt buckle polished and Courting. get these sunglasses polished. Gremlin bells. Yeah, get my gremlin bells. Yeah. <laughs> my, dream, my dream catcher. Yeah. According to Bruce, uh, I think he's going to be partnering up with Inside Bob Okay. to have a club space. Episode. Oh, really? Yeah. That's good. Excellent. So those guys will be out there. That's cool. Yeah. And Westside Steve's going to be playing at uh, at the boat show. Oh, really? He used to be the lead for Easy Street. Okay. All right. I'll take your word for it. That's, uh, I I don't... This this show, historically, has been a lot of work for me, and this year I'm not going to let it be a lot of work. I'm basically going to... My commitment is going to be the big trailer, two bikes in the back. Basically, I'm going to take... Ten bikes in, and everybody else can fend. You know, I'll, I'll I'll do ten bikes worth of heavy lifting, but as far as a booth or anything else spectacular, mm-hmm. we're going to keep it super minimal. Just more of a fun thing, just a way for all of us to get passes into the show. We also every single person sitting at this table has a, a press credential, so you're all maybe we did. Podcast from the top of the BMW. Uh, they, they won't have it. They don't have the BMW observation post anymore. They don't. No, I want them to have a BMW blimp, a Zeppelin. <laughs> from the BMW Zeppelin. We should podcast from the giant Ferris wheel. I was from just the- say that. <clears throat> How many of us could fit in that one little gondola? I'll give you an extra twenty bucks if you stop it at the top. Hint, hint. <laughs> we got some serious making out to do. Yeah. Come here, Steve. 
<laughs> but I think we'll do the same format where we just kind of go to each booth. I'll try to get the food out of my beard for yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> no, leave it in. Are we going to do that on Saturday? I don't know. I, um, I was talking to Pete about it, and it's like Friday night seems to be the quietest. Saturday is crazy. Gonzo. Saturday's just fucking ridiculous. I don't know if I can pull off Friday, though. Oh, uh, Friday night? Yeah, maybe. Well, uh, possibly. The, uh, it would be possibly. normal podcast times. So <clears throat> the, uh, because I think the show closes at 9 or 10 on Friday night. So it's open from like... Yeah, that's not bad. It's an hour early, right? It's Podcasters, right. So. Podcasters get... At virtually any <clears throat> other show, the podcasters will get in sometimes a day early or very early in the morning. And at the Cleveland show... Media gets in one hour before the doors open. Which is ridiculous. Which is a little ridiculous. Yeah. So clearly they don't have a strong media focus in Cleveland. It also could just be the way the place is set up. We'll the be Chicago in there. show is nice. What's that? The Chicago show is nice. Yeah, well. It's like four times bigger. It is, yeah. I'll be in there setting bikes up like Thursday night, getting the lay of the land, kind of getting things put in place. And then Friday morning they'll usually have our display area set up and we get the bike set up uh, and ready to go. And they always do a nice thing. If you um, if you're gonna have a bike in the show, get me a one paragraph, like year, motor size, what it is, mm-hmm. and they will print up a nice sheet with a document protector or a holder that goes in front of the bike to yes. tell people what it is, and then we will be using our own highlighters and sharpie markers to put the for sale signs underneath. <laughs> <laughs> MSRP for sale contact. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can own this bike. Right, and like I said, there's nothing that says we can't do that. So I'm going to be doing a lot. This is going to be, and I may even have some of these bikes running on eBay at the same time. So what you got? January 26th through 28th, show hours are Friday 3 to 8 p.m. Yep. Oh, oh that's an hour Saturday, Saturday 9.30 to 8 p.m. They shortened that. Oh, and they Sunday, did? 10 to 5. So they have They short- dropped an hour each day. They did. They did yeah, because it, it used to be nine o'clock on uh, Saturday, Saturday. Was nine to nine. Yeah, it was wow. the grind, twelve-hour grind. So what is it now? Eight? What, I'm sorry. What is Saturday again? Just so I could nine thirty to eight. Nine thirty to eight. So they cut an hour and a half out of that thing. Uh, on well, just on Saturday, be, that morning. means it's just going to be more crowded. Well, I think that's their intention. But to make it appear to be more crowded, <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 Right. <clears throat> right. B-cup boobs look better in a makeup bra. Well stated. Fact. But the robots know, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's it. But I do. They think, could be any uh, cup you want. Yeah. Right. You just ask. The, uh, it's a remote control. You just but as far as when we're going to as far as when we're going to do the podcast, clearly from a quiet standpoint, it would be best for us to do the podcast between three and six p.m. on Friday. Friday. Yeah. If that can't happen because people do have to work for a living, then I would say the second best opportunity is either as the show is closing. Sunday afternoon, which is always a fucking shit show. Oh, because people try and jet early. Well, and and they let people bring their families in for free. Kids are allowed free, I think, on Sunday afternoon. So, plus you guys, you and James are getting into fights with the security staff. We might be. We have a we have a long reputation to uphold of arguing with staff at that Sunday afternoon point. But uh, so basically, I'll let you guys call it whenever you want it to be there. We'll work within that. Now you know the hours of the show. If you're coming in from out of town. Uh, there are ways that you can get into this show. Some people would buy a ticket. 
other people are going to understand that there are going to be a lot of people in these shows in booths that have passes hanging around their neck. That if you call them, they might meet you at the door with a pass and help, and let you get in and borrow that pass for a moment to get them in. That would be, I mean, that's not helping anything. You're not paying to support the show. You're one of those assholes that's sneaking their way into the show. Yeah. Um, but I have heard about people doing that in the past. Because everyone loves something free. Everyone loves something for free. But that is a... Uh, there's it's also ways to get discounts. Me, I'll take three. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, there's ways to get discounts, so go online. I'm sure there's different a ways you can get discount tickets. Is that a B? Is that a B? That's yeah. a B. Yeah, yeah, that's a B. That's the one that was in my office earlier. He's big, too. He's big yeah. size B. Uh, it's 60 degrees, so he's, he's like, a good boy, it, though. Game on. Was that <laughs> a B? Yeah, it was a B. That was the one that was in my, my office earlier. Yo, B. See how big he is? It's huge. He's a good boy. Leave Give me alone. a B. A bouncing B. <laughs> Ryan was in here earlier, and he's freaking out a little bit by that B, and I was like, going to hurt you, dude. You got him with size and reach. Yeah. Are you <laughs> just looking for the queen? Are you, are you a flower? Like, that's a queen hornet. And I was like, that's not a hornet or a queen. Uh, I'm not going in the woods with you ever. <laughs> you can work on cars and shit. That's a queen bear. Ah. You're, you're, clearly a music, you're clearly a musical savant and a hell of a mechanic, but you are not mutual Omaha Wild Kingdom. <laughs> you're no Marlon Burke. You're no Marlon Burke. You are not feel rated. I'm not going to eat any berries you say are okay. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that's a bad dude. Uh, so yeah, that's about it. Anybody else got any any movement on home projects, or is their garages all too frozen? Yeah, too frozen. Frozen. Full. I too actually crowded. touched two motorcycles today. It was nice and warm. I thought, hey, yeah, these, these guys so. haven't been running. Did they file charges appropriate? The, uh, KLR, <laughs> the KLR fired off just fine. Really? Not a problem. That was good. Oh, that's fantastic. Right. The CB1 was an epic fail. Uh, that was... Wouldn't start, wouldn't start. Then I realized that shaking the shit out of it would make it run a little bit. So then I slowly like nursed it to life to where it would actually almost idle barely. Then it warmed up. Got to the point where I could rev it up. And then I looked down... And I'm standing in a puddle, puddle of gasoline. Yeah. Oh, oh, so it was flooded. So, so it's flooded. So I yeah. shut it off. So I'm like trying to fuck around. And I pulled the fuel line off. I'm like, what the fuck? And I couldn't even turn the fuel off. I'm like, well, I got on, reserve, and in the middle, slow down to a trickle. Really? I'm like, damn it. My fucking petcock's fucked yeah. up. So then I'm like, well, uh, what do I do? Got fucking gas in my eye and everything. I'm, Jesus, I'm, like, got I'm bathing in gas. I'm like, this was just supposed to be the. I think I'll quick smoke little... a cigarette and think about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this wasn't supposed to be a major undertaking. I said, fuck it. I'm going to drain the tank. So I put a piece of fuel line on it, drain the tank, and then. Uh, I fired the bike back mm. up, and apparently it probably was wet something because it was blowing a bunch of oil out the bike. Oh, yeah. Ooh. So I think it it, mm. it had sat there. It probably had leaked. It, yeah, it got past one of the float needles and just filled the like, thing up. I was like, fuck this. I took mm. the car. I luckily had some cardboard laying down. Folded that shit up, threw it away, drained all the gas. I'll deal with it in the spring. Fucking can't. This is. I, I know that we talk to people from other podcasts. And they're like, man, those guys from Cleveland Moto just hate carburetors. <laughs> God, man, what is it about Cleveland fucking Moto? They fucking <clears throat> hate carburetors. And you hear guys from California like, no, man, I love carburetors. Carburetors are great, it's man. Warm. Carburetors yeah. are awesome. You can adjust a carburetor. You can do this. You can do that. Carburetors are great. I don't know what they're talking about. Every time I pull a bike out of the junkyard that's been in there for 30 years, it just starts right up and holds its fuel where it's supposed to. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. No way, man. Your bike was running, holding its fluids internally. Two months ago. Two, two months, months ago. Yeah. You set it up for the winter. 
just, it's the bad gas now. It's the gas that kills it. Have you met our gas? There's very little gas in our gas. Add water. Between the MTBE, the ethanol, and all the water it brings in, because it's super friendly, what you end up with is like 40% gas, 60% everything that's not gas. And it just destroys everything. And that's why float needles don't work. And that's why seals don't seal. And that's why fucking everything goes to shit. That's why fuel taps, lifespans can be measured in months. That's why a fuel-injected motorcycle is beautiful. Right. My God, man. Yeah. Yeah, if you guys, if you West Coast two people love carburetors so much, I got about 160 of them. You can have them. They have motorcycles hooked to them. Great. They'll make you a hell of a deal. <laughs> I'm into it. Yeah, right? Come and get all my carburetors. I got, just, I got tons of Man, that's exactly what I was saying to myself. If I could, I, you know what? I used to get rid of all these motorcycles. You get one nice new bike with a fucking fuel injection. Right, right. And and that's like... Or every, zero. <laughs> or zero. Even exactly. better. Yeah. Even no better gasoline either. at all. Well, and it is that thing. You know, the, the pizza bike, the bike I just went to get pizza on, it was brought into the shop. The guy called me and made me come and pick it up because he could not fucking get it started. He's like, I've had this bike in my garage for three months. He put 10 miles on it since he bought it. A brand new bike. 10 miles. turning the throttle and he's trying to stop. Well, he, point being, it wouldn't start. And he did. He had it on a battery tender and everything else. But three, four months after he bought the bike, three, four months of sitting, obviously it wouldn't start. Now, I was able to get it started. The technique I used to get it started is a technique that only people that have worked at the shop know. And that's like accelerator, pump, accelerator, pump, accelerator, pump, accelerator, accelerator, pump, start. Now it'll start and run for like nine seconds. You fuck started it. But as soon as you give it one <laughs> millimeter of throttle, it dies. And then you do that again. And you basically do that and you pray that you have a strong battery or your leg's going to be doing all yeah. work. It's and like the ruckus after the study yeah. for Yeah, mine does that. Yeah. That's what I did. It better, it'll start every that single was the day CB, straight. That's what the CB wanted. It, it was shake, 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 shake. Shake the shit out of it. Start it. Dead. Shake the fucking shit. And did that 20 times. Oh, yeah. And then got a sustained. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Don't you dare touch it. No, you can't touch the throttle, but you can shake the bike. Yeah, well, then so I, you can that, jiggle the bike. Then I, that like, then I was like, "Ooh, what happens if I jiggle it and give it a little throttle?" And I was like, "Ooh, ooh, 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 But to anybody else, they think we were crazy. But half of the bikes I get called to pick up, I get them started in the driveway using that technique. And Lord knows, if I'm picking up the bike, my like, if somebody loans me the throws me keys to a bike, here, ride that. Then I can usually like when I went to get pizza tonight, it took me a minute and a half. It took me two minutes. <clears throat> To get the thing up to where it would pull and go. Then you do the Italian tune-up, and then you're fine. You know, After the run to the pizza shop and back, the bike's ready to rock. It's sitting and idling. But that's a carbureted bike. I walk up to the fuel-injected bike that's been sitting for a year. Press the button on it. Motor lights, perfect idle, go ride. You know, that's the difference between carbureted and fuel-injected. I know we come off like we hate carburetors. It's because we fucking do. But we've earned it. I think everybody sitting at this table has earned it. There ain't no... I've had simple bikes, Vespas, 50s and 60s Vespas, where if I want to ride the bike, I know right now I'm going to have to take a carburetor. I hate mid-80s Goldwyn carburetors. <laughs> 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 this is a 94 linkages. 
<laughs> tying everything together mm. and just sink them so bare, but. And that's just and that's another thing. We have a customer that has an eighty one Suzuki GS eleven hundred that brought it in and the valve cover the previous owner apparently replaced the timing chain for hundred and fifty dollars. Somebody replaced the timing chain for them for hundred and fifty dollars. There is no good end to that story. And he's like, well, it was kind of, I bought the bike on eBay, and the guy promised it was running. It wasn't running, so he agreed to have his buddy who had a motorcycle shop fix it. And when I got there, I realized, well, it wasn't really much of a motorcycle shop as it was a junkyard. And that it was running, but it wasn't running right, and it wasn't running well. And then he dropped the bike here off for winter storage, but also with diagnostic. So we did winter storage. We want to tune up. Well, I did diagnostic on it. And went through the whole thing, and it was a no small feat getting the bike running to begin with. And the timing off on it, or the, well, the charging system was bad first of all, so I had to use the jump box. And even if I chart, he's like, "Well, the battery was brand new." I said, "Was it brand? I mean, define it. When puppies are puppies, they're new. If you don't feed it for six months, you have an old, dead puppy. It's still a puppy, but it's an but old it's puppy, dead. and it's dead." <laughs> batteries are a lot like puppies. Low mileage, too. Exactly. Low mileage is the puppy still new? Yes. It's the puppy young, is still new. It's, it's young, but it's not new. It's still a puppy, motherfucker. This is advertising genius right here. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. still a puppy. It's just a dead puppy. It's an ex-puppy. But <laughs> the way I look at this is, he's like, well, it's a new battery. And I said, well, define new as in like biblical terms. When was it new? Was it new three months ago? Was it new six months ago? Or is it you're saying new, it doesn't have any miles on it? They give you a 90-day warranty on it. It's old after 90 days. Uh, as I said, if you, don't, if you don't feed a puppy, the puppy the puppy lasts about three days. If you don't feed a battery, a battery lasts about 30 days. But it's new because I never used it. Exactly. So it's, like, mm-hmm. it's got no miles on it. It's a fresh it's, battery. It's, it should be new. Dude, that battery's not new. That battery's a dead puppy. It's a new, dead puppy. Like and Helix was a dead puppy on the on 488. I push it like two miles down. To run out of electrons or no. run out of gas? No, when the guy the variator. Oh yeah, or the belt snapped first of all. So well, there you go. That'll do it. Yeah. There's a problem <laughs> right that'll, there. That'll they, strand you. Yeah, but they took apart the variator. Yeah. The guy when he put it together the last time he must replace the belt. Yeah. He never put the outer <laughs> variator that goes on the splines. Yeah. He didn't tighten it down. Like he didn't do go through to like tighten the. He didn't the, literally put it to the outer face. Four gadugga duggas. Right. So <laughs> it was totally spun, and the whole spline was like welded oh, with aluminum. Totally. I had yeah. to use a dental pick. To pick it took all the like aluminum. An hour and a half to pull uh, the aluminum and a chisel and a dental pick. It's like the old line back wheels on Volkswagen. Yeah, Beetles and buses. If I you would tell you. Down at 275 foot pounds, right. it would yeah. spin the drum yeah. on there and it would yeah. shear those oh, yeah. stub axles. Keep in mind, Steve, there mm-hmm. are some scooters that don't have a spline crank right. shaft. Sure. And at one point, I thought that was very important that, you know, because we had a bike well, when I first started <laughs> that had those splines were gone and They're everything. Gone. But then you look at some of the Chinese scooters and yeah. there's no splines at all. They just. Do like ten gadagadagas. Ten, ten gadagadagas, yeah, and that's how they just, do it. Geez. Yeah, yeah, but it's what was happening. There's no was indexing what, whatsoever. It's just ten fa- gadagadagas. Yeah, the <laughs> faster you went, though, I know I knew something was wrong in oh, yeah. there because it was like every once in a while it would slip it would a little bit, yeah. like, and then it would like it would be like the engine died, but it didn't. Oh, yeah. it was just 
It just slipped a little. It's I prefer kind of healthy, good, complete spots. How about all the new parts? Yeah, well, of course. But it was such a bear to get off because you're trying to, because they're kind of rounded oh, now. God. So you have your puller in there and you're trying well, to pull Well, at least it was a quality crank. Yeah. Right. Because if right. it wasn't a quality crank, we've seen a lot of those bikes where when the person reassembles it, like, I want to save money and replace my own belt. Fuck you. Because now when it comes into my shop and I realize you, you swapped the spacer and the washer. Ooh. The washer and the spacer yeah. are two totally different thicknesses, <clears throat> and they go on in two totally different forms. The yeah. washer goes under the nut. The spacer goes behind the disc, mm. behind the variator disc. But if you flip them around the wrong way, you're going to be in that exact situation where the crank, which is made out of a harder metal than the disc, the variator disc, is going, the variator disc is going to chowder out. And it's going to chowder out and the bike's not going to run. It'll run for a little while and then it'll get slower and slower and slower. And then you're going to bring it into me, but by then, usually, <laughs> the, the crank is done fucked. Because if you beat them enough, they'll, they'll go. And then all the good area where you had the one spot to put, that freaking bushing or that lock on there is gone. And if you want me to, I'll weld it. But that's your last belt. That's your last belt. <laughs> if you want me to, I'll, I'll, I'll zap it. Don't weld yeah. it, but give me like 12 gadagadagas. <laughs> <laughs> I see your 12 gadagadagas, and I raise you one. No, because 13 gadagadagas, I guarantee that crank comes I, apart. No, no, no. <laughs> then we have to rethread the end of the... <laughs> that's a whole different operation. I'd rather, I'd rather, like, if it's a ghetto bike or a barn bike... And I know that it's just like, this bike's not going to last as long as the belt's going to last anyway. <clears throat> the belt's going to outlast the bike. Then, yeah, if you don't have 400 bucks to give me to repair it right and replace the crank, then I'm going to zap, zap it. I'll get the welder out, and I'll zap that on there, and she won't move. She won't budge. Well, I would have done that. It was yeah. Lincoln Except <laughs> the rollers were, I could tell the rollers were shot. Yeah. And when I took it apart, the slides were, were sheared in half. Yeah. There were oh, no slides. There were no left. slides left at all. Yeah, yeah. I so, mean, there were there were pieces like little tiny pieces. This is for them, people but. that are motorcycle who are motorcycle people that are not scooter people. The world is changing to variators. CVTs are taking over. Mm. Embrace it now or super efficient. Yeah, embrace it or just or just continue to hate life. <laughs> variators are going to win. You've got a what year's your Fuji? Uh, sixty one. 1961 Fuji Rabbit Superflow, aka Subaru. Because <laughs> it is. It is Subaru. It's a Subaru. It, it's it's a scooter. It's Subaru paint. It's Scooter. Yeah, Scooter. And it's a and that's a very I mean that's a variable transmission. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean that's when it started working. And you know, back in the the Simplex and all these different bikes from the ancient days, they had variators. And now there's variators in Audis and everything else. Everybody's running Nissan. a variator. Nissan, Nissan, yeah. My wife's car is mine. Subaru. Subaru uses a variator, right? Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Tons of variators. So it's just <clears> the way it is. And more and more transmission and systems are going that. Honda Hybrid just blew up and it was like 5000 bucks to repair. Yeah, and people are like, well, but you can't fix a variator. Dude, when was the last time you fixed a transmission? Right. Don't lie to me. <laughs> when was the last time you went, oh, hold on, the TH350 blew up in my Grand Am. <clears throat> Hold on, I'm going to fix it. No, you're not. You're ordering a new one to replace it. Because an automatic transmission is not something that the, the home gamer is going to attack. Well, the beauty the of it tree. is it's smaller, it's lighter, it's mm -hmm. got fewer moving parts, mm -hmm. and it doesn't, I mean, it's just, yeah. it's a better concept. 
Except it's unnerving if you're used to like a the old like. Oh, when I was 16 years old, I was absolutely certain I was going to rebuild a TH350. Mm. I had the book and everything. About the B&M shift kit. (laughs) (laughs) How hard can this be? And then I took the cover off. Yep. And I went, what the fuck is that? Just looking at the gaskets. Those gaskets look like a fucking maze. I I spent like 20 or 30 minutes getting into it. And then I saw the bands and tried to understand the bands and how they worked. And I was like, I'm only going to fuck this up worse. Uh, this is not going to be any better having these <laughs> ones And I went to yonder transmission shop. You can transmission. I, I, I took, 300 bucks. I took it in there and he was like, yeah, 350. I was like, you're going to rebuild the entire... Yeah. Everything's going to be perfect. Yeah, I'll give you a 50,000 mile warranty. For $350. Yeah. You're not going to give me any kind of a break because I already took it out of the car for you, are you? And he's like, no, 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 no. No, three fifty. And I was like, "All right, man." It would have taken me three hundred and fifty dollars worth of gas going back and forth to the parts store for as many things as I would have fucked up doing that job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's. So anybody's like, "Well, you know, you can't service those CVTs." Yeah, you didn't service the transmission in your car anyway. Yeah, it's just the way it is. My Tundra doesn't have a dipstick. Not that that's relevant to anything. It just doesn't have a goddamn <coughs> transmission dipstick. You gotta check it with an OBD reader. Oh, well, like the BMWs. You dip yeah. the OBD reader yeah. down in the transmission. There's like this much on the wire. There you go. This transmission's good, but I need a new OBD reader. Yeah. Yeah, I made the mistake of a. Uh, guy I worked with traded in his BMW. He's like, the transmission's messed up. Like, oh, yeah. Did you cha- check the fluid or anything? Right. You can't. There's nothing in there. I'm like, there's got to be a way. There's nothing in there. <laughs> there's got to be a way. Like, I'm like, there's got to be a way. I'm yeah. like, he's like, ah, I ain't doing uh, I'm giving it back to him. Oh, well. Okay. Well, good for you. Jeez. Well, mine has, my. I dropped the pan, replaced the filter, put the pan back on. Almost not a job for the home gamer. Seriously, that's way harder than it should be. And then uh, says the guy with the lift is girl. I know. <laughs> yeah. For real. Yeah. And uh, there's. 16 bolts, there should be 30. Because even putting 16 bolts in and a real with a new gasket and a, a healthy star pattern, I had seven leaks. Yeah. I was chasing leaks. <laughs> what? So those pans are... Yeah. They need to have like a, a like a metal plate behind the... Pl- I mean, behind... Yeah. The, that's what they should do. But I was, to, I was very surprised well. that... And there's just a plug in the side that you, you know, insert finger, you know... It should be one, <laughs> one red hair. One, one, one red, red hair. One red one. That's it. One red one. That's it. You're good to go. And that's it. That's the dipstick. There is no dipstick. There's a transmission service light, a transmission warning light. There is no dipstick. No user serviceable parts inside. And it bugged the shit out of me when I was like, I got 120,000 miles on this truck. I would love to be able to know how much fluid's in it yeah. without getting under it in a lift. <laughs> and, yeah, I had to get up on the lift and get under it to check the transmission fluid. Well, they so, changed. They, I, I had it in for something, and they changed the transmission yeah. fluid in my Tundra. Well, I had changed it many times with uh, uh, Amsoil, like the okay. synthetic. Yeah. So they put Dino Juice back in it, and right. now when it was cold out, you let the cl- when you start it up, you let the clutch out. The thing wants to like oh, move because it's like a son of a bitch. The stuff's like so viscous yeah. in there. Yeah. It's like uh, tries to pull forward, <laughs> even though it's not. <laughs> I mean, right. it's not in gear. I'm in neutral. Why is the car moving forward? Well, but because, it never did that with synthetic. Well, though. of course it didn't. 
Because that stuff is like, is it possible to less than zero weight? You know? Yeah. Right? Because that's the way that shit is. It's just, it's just funny that way. Anybody have any motorcycle-related content? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, about what I thought. The, uh, we did sell the Yamaha XS1100 we talked about in a previous podcast. Oh, nice. Wow. So that, has, uh, that was typical. We put it up on eBay. It got no bids whatsoever at $2,500. But then within a week of the auction ending on eBay... We had seven people contact us and try to offer us a thousand dollars, which is pretty great. And then we had a local guy that I'd listed it locally. And local guy came in and said, yeah, "Seems fair." So he's our, he's a new owner at twenty five hundred bucks. Still haven't sold the uh, nineteen hundred cc Roadliner, the Yamaha. You're gonna die with that bike. You're gonna die with that bike. Absolutely gonna die with that bike. There's no. Which is a shame. That's um, and we also for the yeah, bike nice curious bike. Yeah. of us. We do have two Harley Davidsons over there, and I like the only, color scheme on the one. Only one of them is heterosexual, um, or the other ones is just an XX chromosome. The, <laughs> the, chromosome. the, the oh, no, 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 there's a, there's a Harley. Davidson. Is, is that a Harley model? XS chromosome? Yeah, it's no, it's not a boy's Harley. And I'll be, I'll go as far as to say that I've ridden it, and if you are you saying that that pink. Uh, Bike you rode around Lake Erie. The class of the lass is proportionate to the mass of the the ass, right? And that's where that bike is. The super low, (laughs) if you weigh more than 220 pounds, I do not recommend riding the Harley Davidson super low. And if you weighed 200 pounds before you put your gear on, you weigh more than 220 pounds. And the bike will let you know that every time you try to turn hit a bump, or use the front brake aggressively. Was it lowered? No, it's super low. It was engineered that <laughs> so way from the factory. Super low. I'm not kidding. It's a model. Here, i got to look at this. Go look thing. at it. Yes. It's the Harley-Davidson 883 super low. The only thing lowers the ultra low. Well, I think they gave up on the word hugger because, you know, Harley always had the hugger. It was a, a lowered sportster. Mm-hmm. And it was just a sportster with, like, Shorter shocks, right? I mean, <clears throat> I think that's all that made a hugger a hugger. Shorter shocks. Because you could uh, fix a hugger. They, they made the, the seat <clears throat> foam narrower yeah. so as to be easier on the thighs of a short person. Sure. To, right. Um, they pushed the seat foam forward yeah. to make your reach to the handlebars shorter. Okay. It's like so, a I mean, ball hugger. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's a, it was a, a cupper. It was also known, <laughs> also known as the catcher's mint. But that was like a marketing genius thing because, like the Honda Rebel, it was advertised at a low price. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, the trouble is nothing. The Cushman I delivered out of here today had more more, more rear wheel travel, and it's rigid. The uh, that motorcycle sidewall flex. Yes, that motorcycle has. Not only does it not have a rear seat. It has no pegs or provision for rear pegs because adding a passenger would void the warranty. Mm. There's, you know, the weight rating on that bike, even with, like I said, a 200-pound person on it, driving it like you would normally drive a vehicle, scrapes everything. Doing a U-turn scrapes everything. Going in and out of the driveway, terrible noises. (laughs) Just horrible, horrible noises. And... And if you use the front brake too hard, things smash. Things hit each other. Yeah, it sounds like just poor engineering. Well, it sounds like super low. 
Still too many this much suspension. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And that's without any weight on top of it. Yeah. Right. With me yeah. sitting on it, it's got no suspension. You have to top out at some <laughs> no. point. I mean, just, uh, you couldn't put it. If I'm sitting on that bike with gear on, you couldn't put a post-it <clears> note <throat> on top of the back tire. <laughs> There's just no fucking way that bike is rideable. Oh. And that's the way the manufacturer built it. It's Are got you trying to sell it? No miles on it. Really exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. Well, if you're a 110 pound person, well, this is the point. I let my wife ride it. So Merritt hops on the bike. She takes it around. Everything's beautiful. She's like, I've never ridden a Harley that felt as good as this. <laughs> it doesn't beat you to death. It corners good. I'm like, what do you mean corners good? And she knows how to ride. Exactly. I mean, and I went out and rode behind her, and she was riding it. Huh. And then once she was kind of on it for more than 20 minutes, she made she started an to actual notice all turn. The right. She made an actual turn, yeah. and it just did the whole... <laughs> <laughs> and I watched her. I was like, is she going to hear the scraping and just commit to the turn and grind off whatever's the low part? Right. Whatever the bad engineering is, they she's going to adjust it. Yeah. 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 That's the fine-tuning of right. the actual chrome. So yeah. I was like, is she going to panic and bail out of the turn, or is she just going to be like, well? Keep going. Yeah. yeah. And she just held her line, and just more sparks just came out of it. <laughs> and she's like, it touches down real early. But she goes, but it was only the pegs. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, only the pegs. <laughs> And that's not an achievement. That's what you they're put, there for. You put the pegs down on certain motorcycles, yeah. and you're a goddamn hero. On that motorcycle, you put the pegs down, and you literally were trying to get into a parking spot. <laughs> you know? There's no way. Every time I do a U-turn here in front of the shop to back it in, I'm something. all over the pegs. But I, once again, I believe I exceed the maximum capacity of the bike, because I'm about 210. So, so what is it actually rated for? I have no idea. Probably, probably for like me. Nothing. I have no idea. I have no idea. But I can tell you that as a 210-pound human, like, between That's, 200 yeah. and 210, that thing is dangerous to ride. Yeah, it's I can just, tell. Yeah, it is dangerous to ride. So if you're a lighter person and want a really good deal on a Harley-Davidson <clears throat> that is literally brand new with fuel injection and all the good stuff, alarm system, quick disconnect windshield, etc. Well, you know, Harleys are going for top <clears throat> dollar lately. Uh, the market's hot. I mean, people... <laughs> Yeah. The one that I'm accidentally falling in love with is the stupid Road King custom mm. next to it. Uh, my mm. buddy was posting. We on. should make that the company car this summer. It's not a bad idea. I'm posting on Facebook That's lists, not a bad idea. lists of uh, Harley <laughs> Davidsons and stuff and yeah. their prices, and it's like, yeah. what was 20000 is 10000 I think that that Road King classic over there, that was traded in for a Vespa, <clears throat> and money came with it. Oh. <laughs> What year was it? It's a 2001. It's fuel injected. It runs beautiful. Mm-hmm. It runs great. It's not the <laughs> fastest motor. Well, it's not the fastest Harley Davidson. It's not fast by any fast standard. It's nice looking though. But it feels good. And it rides beautifully. It needs. We got to put a front tire on it this year because that's the original factory front tire. Huh. Whether or not the tire has any miles on it, it still is 15 years old. Yeah. Well, it needs a new front tire. But and I don't think we'll put a white wall on it. I think we'll put a black wall on it. Yeah, but. God, it's a nice bike to ride. I mean, if you want the Harley-Davidson experience, put a red line on it. Fuck yeah. Um, if you want the Harley-Davidson experience, the Road King Classic is about the best way to get it. It feels like what a Harley should feel like. So what do you think, Pete? Could you ride that super no. low? No. 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 Yeah. I've never ridden a Harley-Davidson, and I don't want to start with that one. Holy shit, you've never, never ridden, ridden a Harley-Davidson? Nope. That's um, insane. I know. I When I say it, I was like, how, how did that happen? And it's like... It just, yeah. It seems like in your history of travel that at some point... I got plenty of friends that own Harleys. Somebody would have thrown you the keys to one, and that would have been your only option. Yeah. 
You wow. should you should throw a leg over my victory mm-hmm. before you ride a Harley, and then you'll never want one. <laughs> <laughs> but I already never want one. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Good to go. Quit now by not starting. <laughs> That's really the best way to approach it. Good to go. Yeah. I've had a couple of Harleys where I was like, this thing kind of grows on you, but then it always had, you know, there was always something. <clears> cool. That green Electroglide uh, oh, yeah. FL, that touring we had, the FLHTC, um, so you liked it at the beginning. I loved it because of the sound system. I liked it because I was able oh. to listen to music while I rode the motorcycle. What I didn't like about it was it initiated conversations. With, <clears throat> wrong, yeah. yeah, with, with just, everybody I didn't want. This guy making scrambles <laughs> out of uh, <clears throat> Ironhead Sportsters, which right. I, I would, I'd oh. like to have a go at one of those. And and I've as much as my brain goes... Oh, yeah, he, he was an AIM. He had the yeah, one at AIM. He had an AIM, yeah. 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 And as much as my brain goes, yeah, fuck yeah, that seems like a good use for an Ironhead motor. Build us, you know, take a Sportster motor, make it into a Scrambler. Mm. No, it isn't! <laughs> because Scramblers are supposed to be light. Yeah. And, like, I'm sitting in front of a Moto Guzzi Scrambler that weighs 360 pounds, and I think that might be a tad too heavy. Like, at 360 pounds, it feels porky <laughs> as a Scrambler. And yeah, I've been I've ridden with guys that are like sportsters. Yeah, got a sportster scrambler. Go bashing through the woods on it. I'm like operative term bashing through the woods. Mm-hmm. Aim bike at object, destroy object. <laughs> you know because you have a heavy Harley Davidson sportster to push through the object. But it's not like that motor makes any more horsepower or torque than an XR600 motor. I would rather ride an or, I'd rather ride an Aurorial Enfield through the woods than a Harley. Exactly. Easily. Right. Give me something with a big dump flywheel. <laughs> a, 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 yeah. a tractor. Right. Literally a tractor. <laughs> Joe Nance did it in CC Rider. Oh, in CC Rider. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Turned it into a scrambler. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, I'm, I am curious at the motorcycle show. That's one of the things I do want to see. I want to look into more of that medium-sized thing. I'm not going to ride 3,000 miles on a motorcycle. I just, I'm accepting that now. That's not part of what I do. If I'm going to be going 3,000 miles, there's going to be a jet or a truck or something under me. And then when I get there, then I'll do some riding. Or a train, apparently. Or a train, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I checked it out. I can, I can put my uh, motorcycles on the train. Can you really? You can check yeah. a motorcycle? Absolutely. You can check a nice. motorcycle. Absolutely. Nice. 226 bucks. Seriously? Yep. For $226, your bike goes in the... Uh, luggage compartment. Hmm. Now, when you fly in an airplane, how many bags are you allowed to take with you? Mm-hmm. Check bags. Mm-hmm. Well, it's going to cost you a little money depending on who you fly with. Yeah. On a train, four bags up to 50 pounds a piece. That's 200 pounds of shipping. Oh, nice. Do you know how much it costs to ship 200 pounds of shit across America? A lot. Yeah. What am I doing wrong? I'm just going to get the, the train ticket for free. <laughs> And then just ship 200 pounds of shit for people, you know? Like, it's, it's stuff. 200 yeah. pounds of shit coming back from California? <laughs> this is what I'm saying, right? <laughs> this is exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> Do you know how many metal detectors I had to walk through to get on the train? None. Zero. Zero. Huh. Do you know how many times <clears throat> I saw anything that resembled... A TSA problem slowing my ass down. So didn't check Zero. your shoes or your underwear? They didn't check a goddamn thing. But you were allowed to wear <clears throat> slippers. But I wasn't allowed to wear slippers between cars. Oh, fuck that then. But that is the nice thing. <laughs> you know, my train pulled out at 2.30 in the morning here in Cleveland. And, I, and uh, from a train station I didn't know existed. And Across from the Hoffer House, isn't it? No, it's down by the uh, Cleveland Brown Stadium. It's where you. It's by the Muni lot where you tailgate. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? You're yeah, thinking yeah. the yeah, bus terminal. You're thinking about oh, the is that the Greyhound? Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking about the Amtrak. 
totally different class of dirtbag. Just look for the Amish buggies. The, but it's like they said your train leaves at two thirty in the morning. Try to be there by two fifteen. You know why they could ride trains because they're diesels and they're they don't have ignition systems. Diesel electric. Uh, yeah. I did check it out with the Amish, and the Amish are supposed to use the most primitive means of travel available to go where they want to go. Mm. So, like, if they want to, if they're needing to go somewhere that's an they're island, you can't take a train down. My other car's a horse. The Gandhi dancer, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> but it really is uh, <clears throat> to get there. When they said twelve, they said two thirty in the morning. <clears throat> it was two thirty in the morning, like two thirty <clears throat> in the morning. They were like. We walked up. There, you got your tickets. We printed out our ticket. That was great. You need to check any bags? Like, no, we got two big ass backpacks. Okay, fine. I'm like, how many bags are we allowed to check? He goes, four bags, up to fifty pounds a piece. But we're real liberal on that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, for no additional money? He goes, yeah, no additional money. <clears throat> That's fine. Yeah. And if you are cheap and you do want to just take this is the chair, right. it's better than any airline chair you've ever been in. Even mm-hmm. the shitty coach class office chair is way better than any first class <clears throat> plane seat. It's just you're just in a train. You know. <laughs> For a we did time, the chair. Yeah. We did the chair from Chicago, from Cleveland to Chicago. It was six hours. We just slept. It was fine. You know, there's big curtains you could pull down and stuff. How's the food? The food was really good. Really? The food was really good. Huh. And the snack bar sucks. Basically, I watched a lot of Amish people eat a lot of ramen, but huh. the, uh, and they have these little pizza things, which uh. are actually pretty good. The uh, but <laughs> but the dinner thing is if you get a sleeper of anything. Anything involving the word sleeper automatically means first class. First class means your meals and drinks are free. Not booze, but mm. drinks. Did you bring your own booze? Oh, shit, yeah. I brought, I was stocked. You have 200 yeah. pounds of booze in your life. Yeah, really. <laughs> I, was yeah. I was making my own cocktails the whole way. Nice. Um, Those suitcases open up. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, uh, you the well liquor down the toilet to keep it from keeping it from <laughs> That's right. They did. Uh, but the meals were really good. And what I was surprised, you know, the meals are there and the prices are next to them. And the because we were on the Empire Builders, so that goes where it goes, Portland, there's a lot of salmon, there's a lot of seafood dishes and stuff on there, lobster and stuff. And I had... I had seafood and steak for all th- three dinners I had. So, mm. and they were thirty nine dollars to forty five dollars per meal, and it was free. I mean, it was part of my ticket. Surf and turf. Oh yeah, yeah. it was the surf and the turfs, and it was okay, good that's, too. That's the food was fantastic. I'm going to try that. If I could put my motorcycle, yeah, on, yeah, yeah that's nice. a pretty good deal. <laughs> it's yeah. just bad. Go out to California, <laughs> yeah. drive down, They've almost one speed over, and come back. If yeah. they'll ride let him back, plug it in back. while it's on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My bitch was yeah. there was no Wi-Fi. They don't have Wi-Fi in the trains that head west, but the trains that head east apparently have Wi-Fi. So huh. That's just they're working. Uh, Wi-Fi doesn't work that, on west. I was saying right. that's the way they like flow. <laughs> you know, you have to get in. The... No, apparently it was the East Coast passengers. Like the East Coast passengers, okay, didn't want to travel on Amtrak if Wi-Fi was not complimentary or available. Uh, so they reluctantly putting their Wi-Fi. And I was like, come on, dude, fucking put Wi-Fi in your trains. Anywhere, yeah. But. It should there. I mean, there really shouldn't be anything today without Wi-Fi in it. But uh, were you able to use four G though? I mean, oh yeah. You know, I mean, well, it's it's whatever you're driving through. Right. right. So there were parts of there were parts of parts of There's you know Wisconsin yeah. where I didn't have a lot. You know, yeah, right, right. or uh, you know all of the. All of the flyover country. <laughs> it's, mm. There's there's everything between Minneapolis and you know like Tacoma or Portland or everything. Yeah, uh, there. 
there's nothing. There's a lot of nothing. There's there. a yeah. fuck lot of nothing. Yeah. And there's, I, I nicknamed our experience the Snowpiercer. <laughs> I love it. That's a good movie. Because we were doing that. We were pushing three feet of snow off the tracks. The front of our train at several occasions was complete six inches of ice. Uh, and my wife had never seen Snowpiercer, and that's a big mistake. If you're ever going mm. to take a train anywhere, see Snowpiercer first. Because I had to explain the plot of Snowpiercer to my wife. You have to watch it. And I was like, so this lobster doesn't look I anything saw like that black coop they're feeding. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I saw it like, on Netflix. I'm like, Snowpiercer. Nah. Right. Pass it over, but then one night in the guard shack, I was yeah. like, nothing yeah, yeah, better to do. Check this out. Yeah. I was like, wow, yeah. that was a good movie. And that's the way this felt, because it was just like nonstop 60 miles an hour. This city of people. You know? I understand why you had to delete my comment about the, using the children, considering you're traveling with Merritt and considering what she does. And I was like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, using the it. children. <laughs> <to get it. laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah. The, uh, <clears throat> it was uh, what was surprising to me is that's a job. If anybody wants to know what a weird job is, you can work on that train. And when you work on that train, you work five days on or six days on and then five to ten days off, depending on what the routing is. And it's you—you you live on that fucking train, man. You live. Are you on just off for stops? What's that? When you have your ten days off, you're just off for. No, no. You you get on a train that gets you back to where you live. Oh, okay. But what I did talk to some of the people that were there, like um, the guys, they love those West Coast runs. So like they're all fighting to get on those West Coast trains. But uh, otherwise, you pretty much kind of have to live in Chicago. Uh, that's just kind of the hub of where things are. And he's like, yeah, you don't spend any money. You know, you're on the road, you're on the train for, you know, four or five days at a time. I wonder what they have to, do they have to pay for chow or do they get for chow? I don't know, but the funny thing was when the, when they were giving us the briefing, so each car has its own attendant and the attendant gives you a briefing over the intercom. Hi, my name is, you know, Antonio and I'm your da 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 this, 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 and this. And it gives you the whole thing. And then he tells you about the tipping. Do not tip me at the front of the trip. Do not tip me during the tip trip. You'll tip me at the end of the trip when I come in and make your rooms up for the last time. Not tipping is optional, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, or let's not talk about tipping. I'm going to tell you to tip me in the at nicest the way possible by telling you not to tip me until it's time to tip me, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and it's true. So, But the attendants are, you give them like 20 bucks. So like for, for two days, you give them like $20 or something. And if you're uh, an Amtrak attendant, I just fucked shit up for you. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> if you've been telling people it's customary to give a hundred dollars, but the uh, <laughs> but it is it's cool. You get to meet people, and it's fun. You get to sit. You know, every meal you sit with a different couple. So when they sit you for dinner, you sit with different people, and that's neat. Yeah, it's cool. There weren't a lot of children. There weren't a lot of small kids because it was Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Right. So there wasn't a lot of that. Maybe one or two small kids on the whole train. Um, the Amish were hilarious. I'm going to go back to the Amish again because fuck it, why not? They're not listening. <laughs> yeah, they're. Damn. Just an observation. Well, they're all speaking German, so you know it's like the, it's a German thing going on. And uh, they brought board games, and they brought like all kinds of you know elaborate board games with them. And I was like. Were they were they in rum springing? <laughs> no, no, but they were, but they were a lot of young young kids, and they were dressed yeah. in like normal street clothes like us. So they may have they may have well been, but uh, it was really funny 
to know, you know, they're going to Portland. Well, where are you going to go after Portland? Oh, we're going to go to Portland. We're going to go to this and that. I was like, well, that's the exact same trip that we're going. You know? Oh, really? Well, I, and so there's a class system that develops. The, the sleeping cars tend to be at the back of the train. And so you have to walk through steerage to get to the meal cars, to get through the yeah, to get to the snack bar and the the, the Skyliner car and everything else. Out of my way, peasant. <laughs> exactly. It'd be nice to get to the it'd be nice to get to the dining car if there wasn't all this riffraff in the way. This rabble. They need to clean up in here. But at the end of the second day, after sleeping in a chair, after your chair being your house, and the train wasn't overbicked enough so that like there were people next to everyone. I would just want to lay on the floor. Pretty much, yeah. right? I would yeah. just take a sleeping bag and just flop out. Pretty much everybody had two chairs. Like you had, you had your seat in the seat next to you. So you, it was fun to walk through the, the railroad car to see every different angle a human being can sleep in. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Man. It's like that Japanese game where you gotta like, oh yeah, like, 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 <laughs> like, like the cut out, fit through it. Okay, well that's what this looked like. I saw more feet at above head level than I've ever seen in my life. I've also, I've also been introduced into the smells. The mm. smells of various different types of eating as you go through the car. Uh, and it's it's just a fun experience. If you haven't taken the train somewhere, it's kind of a cool thing. Can you imagine like a train in India or something? I was like just that. thinking I wasn't going to go there, but oh, I was thinking about yeah. it. Bombay to fucking somewhere, yeah. Oh. Yeah, talk about the smells. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know some people that took it a couple really? years ago. It was like eight days. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. I've discovered that two and a half, three is my limit. Because at that point, you're just like, get me off this fucking track. How did Mary take it all? I mean, <laughs> she did great. She exercised. Like, our little room that we had, the bedroom thing we had, was enough that's room a, that she that's could That's a personal question. Some sort of yoga mat. That's kind of the most innocuous way. I'll show you pictures later. <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, Please do. Hubba hubba. But, so yeah, more, so she was so able to get her exercise thing in. And I did figure it out. And from our car, which was the tail of the train, so from the tail of the train to the very front of the train, where the dining car was, was... Uh, uh, 325 steps. It's fully feet. paced out. Yeah. So that's, you know, yeah. Yeah. Almost you get 10,000 steps. It's almost 1,000 feet at least. Oh, yeah. Well, that was the joke. The joke was she was like, we got like, we got like 21,000 steps in Chicago where we did our three-hour layover for Chicago. We left the train station, Union Station, went all the way down to the museum and then looped down to the bean in a goddamn blizzard. Right. And so did all that stuff and got a meal down there. Did the touristy stuff, hit the museum, <clears throat> um, and did the, the the Ferris Bueller's Day Off lightning round. And then got back just in time to get on our train. Like, we were technically almost late for a train. How the fuck do you do that? <laughs> it's the slowest form of transportation. You were late, and we made it. But she was able to get 10,000 steps on the day that we were just 100% on the train. <clears throat> and that how was how just, many wagons were there? Damn. I mean, how many uh, there cars? Was, over a dozen. There was one engine. One engine for over a dozen cars. Because we we changed cars in Minneapolis. So Sounds about normal. Different cars come on. So we had like, at one point I think we were 16 cars. And running along at 60 miles an hour, 80 miles an hour, no problem. And yeah. Yeah, some of those were like hundreds oh, yeah. of cars. Yeah. And, so. and it was yeah. cool because we go around corners and get that cool picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see the mass moving. Mm-hmm. It is, and yeah, it's there's little friction on the right. tracks. So. Uh, there was when we were going over they the still mountains. Stop good. And the ice was tons and tons yeah. of ice. Yeah. You could you could definitely instantly oh, like, you could feel wheel slip, and you could learn you learned what wheel slip sounds like. And they have things that spray uh, sand on mm-hmm. the tracks. Mm-hmm. On the trains. Oh really? Yeah, the trains have little spigots. 
that blast sand down onto the drive wheels. Yeah, for real. Yeah, it's pretty cool. cool. Yeah, so it starts to it starts to squeal when it starts to slip, and then the grit then they hit the sand and and it goes. It's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it's <laughs> but yeah, we got to see all the cool stuff. Got to see all the woodland creatures, yeah, all the wheels, all the fuzzy <laughs> stuff. Got to see. Didn't see a yeti, but I'm sure they were out there. I mean, did you have one shoot any buffalo out the window? <laughs> <or anything>? <laughs> <laughs> did you stop? In I would have paid more for that. Yeah. yeah. You did, did you stop in Durant? We did not stop in Durant. We did go to Hell. Go to, yeah, we were in. Go to Hell. Hell, Michigan. Hell, no, Hell, Montana, I think, or something. Mm. And the oh, Jesus Ranch the, uh, thing. That's the capital. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, there's a Hell, Michigan. <laughs> yeah, and there, there was a. There the was, where they, filmed, where they filmed Jesus Ranch was there, too. We went through that town. And uh, these towns are. I've never seen a post office that was actually a shed, like a Home <laughs> Depot shed, like a straight up 6x8 or 8x12 shed. That's the post office. Yeah. That's only the one side of it. The other side of it is the sheriff's office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Lock okay. him up, boys. The same <laughs> guy just picks, picks a different hat on, yeah, turns yeah. around. So what, what do you want to do? <laughs> right. Across the street's the phone booth. It's a title talk bureau. To the judge. <laughs> he's doing a haircut right now. <laughs> when he's done with the haircut, he'll be happy. When the mayor's done up. with his haircut. <laughs> yeah, I. But as far as being a way to see. Now, this whole idea, remember, the reason I did this was it's wintertime. So we always take a, we take a winter time trip. We usually go somewhere warm. We want, we've never been to the Pacific <clears throat> Northwest. And the idea of the first two days being rail days was to force my wife to settle down. But, you know, she needs, she needs to be put in an environment time out. where she can have a time out. And there is, it is very hard to be late for anything on the train. So, you know, you actually pick your dinner time. You pick what time you're going to have dinner. They'll, they'll come to your car and ask what time you'd like to have dinner. Mm-hmm. Lunch is free, free-floating, whatever. But it's basically putting on pants and walking two cars away. Yeah, in our case, walking ten cars away. But, yeah, but it is. Yeah, you, you do. Uh, my question was, can we go to dinner in pajamas? You know, but... So just no you, slippers. Can you? Can you? You, have a sleep, you have the sleeping car. So, so could you just go into one of the other cars and just sit down? Oh, if there, if there was room in That's one what of the I cars? started to ask. Was there an observation car? Or a, yes. Yeah, where you could go and oh, so oh, 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 the snack bar. That would be cool. Right. Yeah. So the snack, bar, the snack bar car is what they call a Skyliner. So Sky, the, okay. the snack bar car, the whole top of the snack bar car is set up with windows. It's also windows. where the robot hookers are. Yeah. With seats that uh, point it? out the windows. <laughs> is it? So the seats kind of move a little bit, and they point out the windows. they got little tables. And so you can take your snack or book or whatever and sit there, and you got perspex above you and in front oh, of you, nice. so you can see up high and stuff. And going through all the tunnels and stuff—that's oh, really yeah. cool, because that's, you're like you're sitting there, and you're like yeah. tunnel, and it's fucking dark, and you're like, oh boy, and you just stop whatever you're doing because it's pitch black in the train, and then shoot out of the tunnel. And you're like, okay, that's great. Walk, walk, walk. Tunnel and you're like, fuck, man. So they don't give you any warning <laughs> about like, this tunnel. They don't, need, they don't even have, have any lights there. or something? Or Well, the lights, they have lights at nighttime. Oh, okay. But when it's one in the afternoon and right. you go 60 to 70 miles an hour into a tunnel, yeah. the shit care. gets dark. Yeah. <laughs> There's no lights inside a railroad tunnel. Yeah. yeah. And it's just dark in the train. So we were mm. trying to walk through, at one point, we were mm. trying to walk from car to car. And we were like, and when you walk from car to car, remember, these cars are doing a little bucking and jiving. Yeah. So you don't just walk up the aisle like you know, like you're walking through this building. No, that train is 
wiggling. So you have to have three points of contact at all times. Half the time, you feel like an orangutan. (laughs) If you got long arms, you're just kind of reaching from baggage compartment, like baggage thing to baggage thing, as you're going down the aisle. Merritt reached down one time and grabbed a person, grabbed a woman straight down by the head. (laughs) She she lost her balance, reached out, and grabbed a woman by the skull. And I was like, that's fucking funny. (laughs) (laughs) It's what you get for being a coach. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take my peasant. Wash my hand. God. (laughs) You you are my anchor point. It was uh, was cool, but I do recommend it. Disinfected. (laughs) What I would like to do is I'd like to do a bunch of people. I would like to do a bunch of people. Yeah, wouldn't we all? <laughs> <laughs> At the same time. Hey, yo. Giggity, giggity. Yes. And throw the bikes on. <laughs> that could be helpful. <laughs> well, it does. I'm going to tell you, it works. Uh, and, and it's amazing how loud the train <clears throat> is when it's not. So when you're going through the city, you know, you're like, yeah, man, you know, you can get, you can get kind of, you know, you can get a little experimental in your room. But then at some point, you, we pulled into Minneapolis and just stopped dead for like three hours because freight goes first. Oh. So we had pulled on a siding. And so we had this beautiful view of the Minneapolis skyline and it's neon and everything's lit and it's Christmas Day or Christmas Eve. And it was just really gorgeous. And the snow was falling and our room was warm. And I was like, You already told us you didn't have clothes on. I was like, I was like, Hey, baby. Hey, 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 hey. And then I was like, Damn, this train is quiet when it's not making noise. <laughs> like, turns out there's things you can't do in a train. <laughs> well, because there's people on the other side of that wall, you know. Yeah. So you're kind of like, oh man. And you had that that buffer of all the noise of a train being a train. Yeah. So when it's not making all that noise, it's really quiet. All of a sudden, this two ton or right ten, five ton car starts going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those cars are like 30 tons. If the train yeah. cars are rocking, yeah. don't come and knock Oh, if you can rock a train car, more power to you, man. I've seen the yeah. size of the springs on those things. They're serious. <laughs> They're not moving. Yeah. You could get a running start. You could do it. You could do it, John. <laughs> what is going on in that rail car? It's, it's maxing out its suspension. But it would be fun to throw some bikes in it, do a trip, mm. go somewhere fun with it, yeah. have the day... You know, you don't have to do the whole thing, not two nights or something, but do one overnight so you can have the experience. Or, uh-huh. well, I was going to say, you go all the way to the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Either, well, you said you're not riding 3,000 miles anymore, but... We're not going to ride. Ride one way and yeah. then take the train home. The only reason I don't want to ride to the West Coast is Kansas, Texas, Nebraska, all the flat ones. There, yeah. There's some stuff to be seen out there. Yeah, I've seen it all. The I've been like I've been across there nine or ten times. Take Route 30. Get on Route 30 mm-hmm. here. Route take 30 Route 30 all the way out. The biggest ball of strings out there. <laughs> you know what? Nine semi-buried Cadillacs couldn't get me out, get my attention. I wasn't going to get excited about a ball of string or a big fucking musky or any of that other shit. Anything that people have been like, oh, roadside attraction. Like, fuck, no, I love roadside attraction. God, it's not a roadside attraction. I love the no. stupidest stuff. Oh, when you're on the road, the God. dumbest stuff is the coolest stuff. Jesus. That's when you know that you have no motivation to do mm. anything else is when you're like, you know what we need? A lot of fiberglass. Why? Dinosaur. We need a dinosaur. <laughs> we need a big fucking dinosaur right there. Oh, well, Sinclair. Well, Sinclair's one thing. At least they're selling gas. It's the poor bastards that just randomly... You know, I saw a cowboy <clears throat> out in the middle of nowhere for no goddamn reason. And because they were bored, they put a cowboy boot next to it. <laughs> I saw Noah's Ark. Exactly. Noah's Ark. Right? I saw a yeah. huge chair that was like... 
Mm-hmm. Like you could fit like ten people across. Yeah. It was a huge like Adirondack right. chair. Yeah. Lacrosse. I found a chicken that was like that was like the size of <clears> like <throat> the Statue of Liberty. Giant roller skate. Paul on Bunyan. Seventeen down in Virginia. <laughs> no, I have not seen. Roller skate. Yeah, it's like what's that? A giant roller skate. A giant roller skate. Um, or Red Wing, Minnesota. They have this a giant boot. boot. It's yeah, like I've a size seven hundred boot. That's <laughs> the best. Those are the best attractions <laughs> ever. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> You walk around, you're like, yep, that's, that's a, a big, big fucking lot. That's a lot of fiberglass. Sweet yeah. Jesus, that's a lot of horseshit. <laughs> I mean, like, there have been all of the UFO-shaped uh, mm. fuel stations, yeah. which is, it's a fuel station. You're in competition. You want to do better than the guy across the street? Make your shit look like a big UFO? Make your shit look like a big dinosaur? Get the people's attention. That's cool. When it's just out there, it's not like, you know, you better be selling fireworks or something. Like, make me glad I stopped. Snakes and sparklers. There was one out in the desert in Death Valley. It says, uh, largest urinal cleanest bathrooms. (laughs) (laughs) Largest what? Largest urinals, most urinals, cleanest bathrooms, last gas 120 miles, going into Death Valley. And be in Death but they don't see as largest snakes and going out to visit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? And, and, cool. and scorpions. Yeah. And I'm going to be there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, come home Sunday. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's great. I couldn't agree more. That's fucking fantastic. Joshua Tree. You're going to go yeah. to Joshua Tree. You're going to have a great time. My buddy Jim's meeting us out there, mm-hmm. so three roommates. They just legalized recreation. Yes, it's recreation. <laughs> yes, it, is. it is recreation. Shit's gonna get weird. Yeah, um, you know that up well, in Portland and and Washington and stuff. That's all been that way for a minute. Yeah. And you, there's no footprint. You wouldn't know it. Wouldn't know it. Hmm. You wouldn't know it. I mean, you know, I was in Denver right after, it, and just you went to a bowling alley and you were like, "Okay, I'm stoned now. Thanks, guys. <laughs> really? You mean the, thanks for smoking all the weed for me? You mean the, you um, mean the streets aren't littered with those miscreants of been, you know, taken by the marijuanas. Roaches. Right, right. Now Portland is <laughs> for madness. For madness. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Portland is covered with homeless people. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. They do plow for. They, you know, they have homeless plows. But they, uh, yeah, Soil Port- green. Portland absolutely <laughs> is. <laughs> that is the star. The state. The state bird of Oregon is a panhandler in Portland. The, uh, but there's just. And Seattle wasn't a lot better, but the Seattle the San, the Seattle homeless were like real like judgy. What? Only a five? No, it wasn't a It's crippled. your five. They have like they got the free range bicycles. You know the bicycles like we have the bicycles oh, yeah, that go yeah. in a docking station. Yeah. And you like put your credit card in, you take your bicycle, and you return it to another docking station because that's the way polite society works. Well, in Portland and the whole Pacific Northwest, they have these feral bikes. And so to buy a <laughs> there's three different teams. There's the yellow team, the green team, and the orange team. And you get an app for your phone, and they each have a different name on them, like Afo or Lime Bike or whatever. <clears throat> and you get an app, and uh, just like you know, any good junkie, the first ride's free, and then you pay. But because there's three different companies, you can get the whole experience without ever having to come out of pocket. But you walk up to the bike, you have the app, and you scan the little splotch on the back of the bike. <coughs> And you scan a splotch, and it goes, and the bike goes, click, and the bike unlocks. It's got a little lock on the rear wheel, a little circular lock. Mm. The lock unlocks, and the bike goes, and then on your thing, you just go like, oh, I want to go to this museum or whatever. And then you, your mapping program, their mapping program comes up and tells you the way to get to the museum. It also tells you when you need to how to find other bikes that are near you. 
So all the bikes are located. Stink bug. I saw him earlier. There was oh, a stink yeah. bug earlier. The heat wave, yeah. all the insects are all really these yeah. Hey, we're over buck 45. Okay, cool. But that's the thing. And so, But the people just leave the bikes everywhere because there's no bike pen. There's no mm. bike docking station at all. So the bikes are just random. They're just literally feral bikes. Do they relock themselves? Yeah. Okay. So when you walk away from it, when you complete your ride, oh, you don't right. pay. <laughs> right. There's a little, you can push the little bar on the bottom and it locks it. You can manually lock it. So I'm done with it. I don't want any more charges because <clears throat> I'm done. Hmm. But if you forget, it'll lock itself. Right. So, but um, one, they're all GPS tracked. I was going to so say that. You know where all it has to be are. GPS tracked. Yeah. Right. And they're fairly good bikes. They're like a multi speed transmission. They were good mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. But so we were going to the Space Needle, you know, as you do, mm-hmm. and the bikes are all right there anyway. They're just scattered around the place. We got two bikes, you know, with the phone. Got on the bikes, and there's this homeless guy laying there, and he's like, Hey, pal, do me a favor. When you're done with that fucking thing, just throw it in the sound. And I was like, Fuck yeah. what? And he goes, those goddamn bikes are littering up our city. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and you're not? <laughs> yeah. Well then. An entire Where thing. did you shit this morning, mister? <laughs> <laughs> and, and Flowers. <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm like, you have a lot. The, the homeless in Jeez. Portland, the homeless in Seattle, they have things. They've got stuff. They're well to do. Kind of. I mean, like, they're. Compared to Cleveland? Yes. I'd like to be the homeless person in Cleveland. It's five <laughs> degrees, yeah. And it's never below 40 there. And there's a lot of services, there's a lot of food shelters, a lot of stuff. And, like, I know they have it hard, and I'm making, I'm making, ma- making a very smaller situation. But this guy had a shopping cart that had way more than I took on a two week vacation. Espresso right. machine. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> once again, he's from Seattle. Starbucks or nothing. Pat him down, you know? I bet you find a cell phone. What's that? Pat him down, I bet you find a cell oh, phone. Oh, no, there's no doubt yeah. that he has a cell phone. I'm sure they have their own network. Obama phone. Steven, <laughs> but I just thought it was funny that he told me to throw a bicycle. A public transportation system of a bicycle, like something that is designed to help you, a person, get from point A to point A, B in a city without having to own your own bike or chain a bike up or whatever. I understand, yes, those bikes are everywhere, and they're kind of like every corner, there's two or three of them, and they start the evening upright, but then they get wicked winds through there at night and they get blown over. And it looks a little sloppy in the morning, but you know what? There's rental trucks that come down and pick them up, and they relocate them from the destination spots to the picking up spots. They move the bikes around every night so that they're where you want them to be. It's fine. But it was so funny that the homeless guy just thought I should throw people, that fucker in a sound. There are people up there that have there's probably a the job description of feral bicycle herds. Yes, yeah. because yeah. Bikes yeah. Yeah. I saw them everywhere. Feral bike yeah. 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 They're feral bike wranglers. Bicycle shepherds. Hazy. Settle down, settle down, settle down, son. Settle down. I'm going to tell you how to do this. you got to jump out of the truck at about five miles an hour and hit them. <laughs> just roll them down. Hand in the air, you're done. <laughs> My record's eight seconds. You've got to do it before the alarm goes up. A dog and a whistle. You know, I just, you know, the dogs heard them up. <laughs> yeah, I did see the coolest thing. I was at that pike, uh, pike place to the market down there where they throw the fish around. And so I was at the Did you get Piano. the donuts? What's that? I did. There. You know what? That shit is oversold. Oh, right. Yeah. That is oversold. That is, uh, you know what? Fuck a $6 donut. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe you could. Yeah, I was gonna say if you can. <laughs> you can get the little donuts. Yeah. 
But if you want the voodoo donuts, the ones that are world famous voodoo donuts, which have like you know all the you know it's like a you know wedding cake donut. I want the little. I want the little bag. Oh, I got the bag of little donuts where yeah. they dump a whole bunch of fucking cinnamon and sugar. That's what I oh, want. Oh, right at Pike Mart, had them. Yeah, had them. Whole bag. I had, right. so, I had to see food. I mean, back. you can get those like other places. Oysters too. and shrimp and That's stuff. kind of what my, my game was. Oh, I killed myself there. I did not understand what seafood <laughs> was supposed to taste yeah. like living on Lake Erie. It tastes like Fukushima. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> apparently the radiation helps. Um, <laughs> yeah, the shrimp were like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't go. That's fine. Yeah, Dr. Waters made sure I got plenty of exercise The uh, in all the wrong kind. The uh, <laughs> But it, it just... <laughs> It's a cool spot, and if you haven't been up to like Seattle Way and Vancouver stuff, it's really cool. It's neat. Don't drink in Canada. Little spendy? No, they're fucking communists. Okay. <laughs> Do you know what the maximum of alcohol you're allowed to have in a cocktail in Canada is? Gonna break your heart. Three Thanks ounces. Man. Well, that rules what? out a glass of vodka, like a pint of vodka. Like that I rules out that. all of the things I drink. <laughs> yeah. I I check. I can make about. Like twelve drinks on my own with no help, like not looking in the <coughs> I can make about that? twelve drinks in Canada. Yes. I can make three drinks. I can't even make a proper dark and storm. No, Weak as shit. Yeah. Oh, I, I had a margarita. Really a small glass. I had a margarita. They served me a margarita. Didn't have any triple second. How do you? That's not a margarita. Mm. It's a yeah, tequila with lime juice. Margay? Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, because three ounces. You can't have more than three ounces. And you know what overproof booze is? No. No, sorry, can't have that. Booze is 40%. Really? 80 proof. I can buy that at the grocery yeah, store. I, was gonna say, I yeah. said drugstore. That's store. Giant Eagle shit yeah, there. Right, that's what, get, <laughs> that's what you get at CVS. Right. That's Mogan David. I could buy uh, that when I fill up my car. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Got a tank of gas? Got a battle of Mad Dog. You know? Yeah, Thunderbird. All that shit is high, you know, high powered. But that, like, that's how they do it. And so I realized that the, the dumbest place to be is the Tiki Bar in Vancouver. Mm. Because it has the ambiance, which makes you like, this is going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. It has the prices, which you make you go, this is going to be awesome, because they should be for what they're charging. And then they served me a drink, and I went, Garcon? <laughs> <laughs> I have got I a fatigue <clears throat> fucking problem Fucking water down shit. Right. Yeah. A fruit smoothie or That's something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, no. We have a problem. Your uh, bartender did not get the memo. Tiki equals strong fucking drink. Yeah. And you not. have like, uh, okay, so what you do. I try this. You order this drink. I tried this. And you order this drink. I tried this. And you pour it in this cup. Yeah. None more. They have a law there that's called like the smart serve law or something. You can't just be a bartender because you have a snappy personality and can mix drinks. No, you need a degree. (laughs) You need to be certified. You need to be certified. A mixologist. And it's literally, we use the term here, mixologist, but no, there, it's a school you have to go to because there's liability involved when you over-serve somebody to the highest order. And as was instructed, as, as was told to me by every fucking bartender, because I was like, could I get a real drink? drink? And they're like, well, just letting you know. It's and a thing. No, 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 if wait. I pour you this drink and you go kill 50 people, you're not going to go to jail. I'm going to get executed by you know lethal dose so of If you don't pain. pour me a proper drink, I'm going to kill you. Right. <laughs> yeah. So pick your friend. Yeah. Pick your poison. And he yeah. goes, well, if you want to get if you want to get proper drunk, you know, have this beer or this wine because the beer serving size is, you know, fixed 14 whatever, ounces yeah. or whatever. Oh, and you can't 
possibly get a good pour. What any one of us would define a good pour. When I moved to Cleveland, the yeah. Cleveland shot is like a good three fingers and a you know, not yeah. a shot glass. Cleveland yeah. shot is a yeah. fucking rocks glass. It's two, maybe three <laughs> gulps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I asked for a shot yeah. at uh, this place I go to. They yeah. give it to you in a mason jar. <clears throat> no, a like shot in a small, shot. Yeah, small mason jar. Yeah. That was a shot. It was yeah. it was like this much. Yeah. Well, that's like well a like shot three of, or four, yeah. four a fingers. shot of liquor in a shot of liquor is mm. four. 40 proof, I'm sorry, 40%, 80 proof, and 1.5 ounces. Yep. According to Canadian law. Oh, and you, can't, and you can't order two of them. What? Yeah. Can't order two of them. Can't serve you two at a time. Do they have like a timer? No, well, but it's one of those things. Like, if they can prove that that guy, if you overserved him, you're going to jail. So when he to... does something stupid, you're going to jail. So you have to bar hop. Four shots. That's fucking wow. That's fucked up. Mm. It's dumb. It's, it does not encourage me to want to hang out and enjoy myself right. at a bar. Right. And it Let's put, wrap it, this sucker it put up. Me off turkey. It put me off tiki drinks totally. Oh, shit, yeah. it's like, I don't like juice that much. <laughs> the good news is I don't have scurvy. The bad <laughs> news is you're all still ugly. <laughs> and I'm going to poop. And it's still cold outside. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Anybody have anything else? No. No. I think on that we should say ride fast and take chances. Press the button. Press the button.